0: You have just entered the KB Mod Podcast.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode three hundred and eleven of the KB Mod Podcast. It is February twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, and the lot of us are here with you again. All of us, each an absolute unit in our own rights, <laughs> here to uh, to talk with each other and, of course, you, and uh, just about all the happenings. In the gaming world, the eating world—I uh, don't know what else do we cover. I mean, there's really we leave no stone unturned. The I doing guess we world, the really world, the playing world, the plane—we don't ever cover politics, but that's probably a welcome reprieve for people. So that's
2: I'm, the thing. I feel like we, yeah, we, there's like, like politics true. and religion. It's like if you cover those things, you probably only cover those things. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's because true. you don't want you don't want to like half cover those things. That's just a that's a recipe for disaster.
1: I mean, everyone knows we're all devout Mormons, so that's, I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but yeah, uh, yeah it's good. We got uh, the full crew on uh, yet again, which is awesome. So how how you guys doing, man? How is men? Excuse me, not man. That sounds like I'm addressing only, or whatever you guys identify as, of course, it is 2018, so I don't want to assume. A goblin. Fa- You're a goblin. Uh, gotcha. How, <laughs> Please uh, respect what? that. <laughs> uh Katie's and as a goblin, what did you get up to, to this week? Anything anything fun? Uh, I
2: exciting? I, I yeah. went out and I bought frames today.
1: Crazy
2: Picture frames? Getting into, yeah. the, getting into like, like scrapbooking
3: or <laughs> no, yeah, collages. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I just realized I still have all this artwork I bought from Comic Con like literally mm-hmm. a year ago. And so I kinda like did some work in my room and took down a lot of like meh posters and so i'm actually getting some of that stuff actually hung up now and it feels you actually take
2: down you probably i bet you took down um,
3: didn't you i took down quite a few anime posters (laughs) i took down posters (laughs) that are like i don't like this i just literally have this here to fill space so like it's pretty bare bones right now let me like so like there's like nothing over there there's Mm. of course there's zelda metal gear solid more zelda that's just there to fill a hole in the wall Uh, So Mm. that'll hopefully get (laughs) a place. And then over here... Oh, bitches! (laughs) That is nice, dude. And we keep the weeps off to the side, so we got Attack on Titan over there. They don't deserve the the spotlight. But yeah, I've got uh, some stuff that's gonna look pretty cool once it gets hung up properly.
1: Did you um? Was there any thought about taking any of those hentai posters? You didn't tell the audio listeners about that. You kind of just glanced over,
3: or I didn't show you my ceiling. So. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he,
2: didn't, he, didn't, he didn't,
1: bed, it's, uh,
2: he didn't show directly behind his PC where he's looking at. You know, <laughs> eight, time eight, time eight, time eight hours a day.
3: Look up sometimes. <laughs> why have the camera like cut off right here? Why, why did Katie's hands move around so much? Like. <laughs> Shuffling tissues? Okay, we're done. Uh. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good. Shuffling uh. tissues.
1: That's a nice euphemism. I like that. Shuffling tissues might be right. Shuffling tissues, that. yeah. That's, that's good. a good one. Um, Alright, yeah, so, so you got some frames. Anything else? Any, any other
3: things? Uh, You know, still did the you, usual. Did you frighten any children
1: stuff? at work? Or are the kids safe, I didn't right?
3: frighten any children, but I do have a museum sure. story. I had yes. a... I had a bit of a, a nightmare. I actually had a poop nightmare, a shitting nightmare. <laughs> oh God. So, uh, I'm walking around, I'm, I'm on post, I'm walking around the Asian galleries and I started to feel a little tumble in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Felt like I was having an Asian gallery in my colon. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I can handle this. So in any situation you got to call in, uh, you know, through your little radio, that's, you know, it's public greatest. So every guy is hearing this, every member of security. And, uh, you have to like call control be like, Hey, I'm in the Asian galleries. I need a, a signal 15, as they call it. And uh, so, you know, the process is done. And someone has to go in and take my post while I try to shit as quickly as possible. Oh,
1: that's the the pressure shit? Oh, my worst. God. that's totally. the worst. It should, and, you should be able to enjoy the go, man. And you can't. Oh, oh,
3: oh you're going to really hate this story then. Oh, God. oh, my God. Okay. Sorry, so, go ahead. I I, I get relieved and I'm on the clock, I race to the restroom, mm. I go into the stall. I haven't really gone to this restroom before, and I noticed that the toilet is extremely high above the ground. I'm on that bitch, and I'm praying that there is like a squatty potty there or something. I Are like- Are your feet dangling on this thing? Like, <laughs> almost, like-
0: Oh my like, God.
3: <laughs> like, not even the soles of my feet touch the floor. What like, about the? how high this is.
0: Holy, and that's crazy. I don't know if you,
3: oh, it was insane. I like. And normally when I'm at home you know, you know the procedure I do. I got the stool on one side, I got the other leg on top of the bathtub, I got both arms down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I obviously can't do that here. So I'm in the stall. I'm like I'm trying to improvise. I'm like taking my shoes off and like stacking them up to put my leg on top of my shoes. <laughs> and I'm like this just isn't working. I can't get any leverage and I'm sitting there and I'm I'm fighting. I felt like there was a a Dark Souls boss in my ass. I was just (laughs) putting so much pressure onto that and so little was happening. Oh no. I get close, dude. I get so close. I'm like focusing. It's so there. I just need one more. I'm like running out of breath trying to push this bitch out. And Oh my god. I'm so close. And then right as I'm seconds from sweet satisfaction, I yeah. hear. Security to all gallery guides. Please keep in mind that the uh, time allotted for your signal 15 <laughs> to only seven minutes. Oh and my! I'm God. Sitting there, all motivation is gone. Yeah, and snapped. I'm like, I remember that the head of security was up there too, and she knew, knew that I was gone. I'm sitting there. I can't get it out, and I'm like, I need to get back out there. I cannot address oh, this. Oh no! Stuff. And That's there's funny. no feeling worse Not than you so have worse. than having to stop. Yeah, you have to stop shitting. Go out. Next two hours, I'm limping. I'm like limping around the <laughs> gallery. I'm like, God, I need to sit down. I sit down, and I'm like, I can't even sit down. I have to like be on one leg. Oh, <laughs> God. it was so terrible. That and then by the awful. time I finally do get to shit, it comes out, and then I look in the toilet, and it's like a, like a nickel. Size <laughs> shit in there. I'm like, there's just no way. All this pain and suffering, and you only this came out. Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's my week.
1: Yeah, (laughs) all right. You've
2: actually described Uh, like the sort of my my worst ongoing fear about about having a service job because you have to think about things like that, and you know, like sometimes you just you get a nervous stomach. Like you just the fact that you you have to think about oh, I have like seven minutes when the body just doesn't work that way. That is, I mean, I'm laughing because it didn't happen to me, but truly, (laughs) that is like. I don't know oh, that I oh could work God. in the service industry solely because of stuff like that.
3: Yeah. And she even Damn. said, like, over the public radio, like, if you need longer time, you need to let security know. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm uh really feeling a, a confrontation going on. I'm really, you know, about to wage war in the bathroom. Give uh, oh, you some man. more time.
1: Like, you can't say that. I just love the image of you stacking your shoes and you telling kilos <laughs> to try to build, like, so you can yeah. get leverage. Like, contors, like, contorting yourself like a monkey, trying right. to figure out how you can.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to weigh my options. Like, you know, stalls will have like the iron bar on the side. I'm like, I can't put my leg up there. that there's an impossible <laughs> way. Or like the box that the toilet paper is in. I can't like put, put my, bring them both up on each of them. Like, that's just impossible.
1: Wow. So I like, tried to do what I could. But, Katie, son, was, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever tried to eat more
3: fiber? I do. okay. I do. It had nothing to do with like my diet. It was just
1: yeah, one of those fuck measured that. tough ones. Yeah. Kilo I was gonna meals say he's totally. got
2: he's got these uh he's got these, you know, these chef prepared meals coming out of his house. That's
1: true. He is getting pretty good quality. Oh food,
2: yeah, dude. okay. We're going back to that, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well guys, I guess you could say.
3: It was a shitty day.
1: <laughs> God damn it. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean I'd say so. Um Wow. All right. Well, does any, uh, anybody else, uh, did anybody else's week go a little better than that? Hopefully. Any uh probably anything as traumatic as that happened to Brandon or, or you, Yang, uh, this week.
2: I, I mean, no, not, I have nothing. My week pales in comparison to that in terms of drama. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I yeah. had a
0: long week at work, but now I feel great about myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Katie. a pretty low bar to reach <laughs> to surpass that experience. I mean, we had we had a short week because we have President's Day here in the u s so that's right yeah right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. short week, no, no worries
0: okay, gotcha. gotcha
1: and I'm trying to think if I have anything anything crazy or of note um no, nothing I mean again, not my I have to say, you're really making me appreciate my bowel movements and the fact that I generally get to get this to sh- okay well i have a poop story too but it's a totally opposite one that's like that's something i I, mean, I
0: feel like as a yeah. as a new father you're probably immune to poop stories at this point well yeah
1: that's true that's true too yeah I'm, i see it and deal with it so much i don't really feel anything but i have this i mean i've had this long aversion to ever uh pooping in public i hate it i i love <laughs> i prefer to poop at home take my time light a candle i've always been that way so like i but sometimes you just have to go no matter what so we were actually out grocery shopping um, this weekend or end of this week. And I, you know, my business came up and I was like, there's no, there's no way around this. And so we were in a supermarket. I had never used the restroom facilities before. And so I didn't know what to expect. You know, it's always a toss up. I mean, the supermarket is a very nice supermarket. So I I was hoping that, uh, my, the odds would be good. That it'd be a nice clean restroom, plenty of space. Not the other thing is like, I don't, I don't like when there's a ton of people in there. I don't like to have battle shits, you know, just let me, let me do my thing. (laughs) And so I go in and the first thing I notice is like the it's 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 just a gorgeous bathroom. It looks like they spent buco loads of cash on this thing, which doesn't surprise me because of the pedigree of the supermarket. So I go in and I always look when I'm going to take a shit. I always try to take the handicapped stall, not because I'm handicapped, which some would say (laughs) maybe mentally I am. But because I want all the space, I like the feeling. It makes me feel like I'm in my own bathroom. And yes, you could say, well, what if somebody who's actually handicapped needs to use it? Well, they can fuck off until I'm done with my business. So anyway, yeah. I go in there, and uh, it's it's literally like the size of like my first apartment. The size the the, the handicap <laughs> stall. It's huge. <laughs> it has a, a baby like changing table. Dude, this bathroom is so this the stall is so big. It has its own sink in in the stall. Oh wow. No. Huh. It's one of these, like, it's an absolute unit of a bathroom. It's gorgeous. (laughs) And so I had the perfect luck of having a very nice movement. Nobody came in the bathroom for the duration. I was in there probably seven to eight minutes, KD. Um, I didn't even have to wash my hands with the other pleb pleb riffraff in the front of the mirror. I did it (laughs) all within the stall. And I was like, dude, now I know if I'm ever at this grocery store again. And I have a, I have a movement. I will take, I will take absolute pl- pleasure in going in that bathroom. And it's like marked in my <laughs> kind of just, uh, my mental notepad of like places that if I can hold it till we get to the grocery store, I'll be good. You know? So it was a great, it was oh, a total opposite, total opposite experience there. So I had a good, I had a good experience. So sorry that yours was so yeah, shitty, Katie. But um,
2: I mean, your workplace, no. your workplace, you got to You got to know the landscape, though. If you if you haven't been to all yeah. the bathrooms in the museum by now, you need to get on that. Well, I, I
3: have. That but that's the one I haven't been to. And it was the closest one. And there, there's just not enough time to switch bathrooms. But there is one that I go to like it's a, I go to a certain gallery and then it's below that gallery into like an almost abandoned part of the building. And there's a bathroom that's in like in the hallway, another hallway. I feel like I'm like in reinforced underground so I can be there yeah like screaming. <laughs> and, You know there's no chance anyone hears that that shit if you know I'm very right? <laughs> right right so okay um, it's all about you know it's there's strategy going into it so gotcha all right well
1: that's that's good. enough uh, of the potty talk uh, what is uh, what is everybody uh, any what has everybody been eating anything? Anything of note, any
2: uh taco bell fries Did, i had do their homework? i had yesterday mm. uh hillary made a breakfast hash that ooh. was uh it had like sweet potatoes eggs mm-hmm. cilantro um i don't know just like a bunch of different breakfast stuff uh it was incredible ooh that it sounds was incredible amazing. and Isn't i had it? she made she made like a whole skillet of it. And so I got to have it later too, because we had a bunch of it. And then uh this morning, or well, this afternoon, 'cause you know, I have breakfast in the afternoon. Sure. Uh, I had I made eggs, scrambled eggs, with turkey chorizo. I'd Ooh. never I've never had turkey Ooh. chorizo before. Okay. Um, but it was I mean, it was like I think pretty much just as good as normal chorizo. Mm. Um, but obviously like better for you because it's not yeah, it's less not as fat fatty. content. Um and it didn't uh this might have just been the specific, you know, brand or something, but it didn't uh like it didn't pop as much as normal chorizo does. I don't know. I mean, if if you don't cook chorizo, it's like whatever, but um when you cook it, it's it's a pretty it's pretty greasy, uh right. which is nice cuz like you can just use that and then you can cook the eggs in it. Uh but it gets it can pop and you can get grease on you or, you know, hit hit your skin. This really didn't didn't have much of that at all. So it was nice, wasn't too greasy. I had like a nice scrambled eggs and turkey chorizo uh mm-hmm. dish which is like super easy because scrambled eggs is is really easy but like throwing in some chorizo just makes it so, oh, yeah, that so good it and hearty so easy, so quickly yeah that actually so, makes me
1: want to try that because i'm not i mean I, I like i like turkey sausage as a substitute but chorizo i love this flavoring mm-hmm. of like a chorizo sausage so I think th- I think that makes sense, like because the flavor is already there, and if it's just lower fat content, you still get that flavors. Yeah, flavor.
2: yeah. So I mean, like I I, I, I don't see sounds any good. reason why I would go with not turkey chorizo, like unless mm-hmm. I can't find it or something. Um Because yeah, it was it good. was it was really good, and obviously like leaner, better for you. Like chorizo, yeah. as much as I love it, is not a healthy option by any means. <laughs> right. Right. So, nice. Yeah. Had a pretty pretty good weekend of uh of breakfast foods. That's good. Cool.
1: Uh, what about you guys any any notable foods
0: my parents did come to visit a couple days ago yeah. which is nice because they don't we don't get to see each other all that often and maybe like once every two or three months or so but every time they mm. do visit they like to go out for like a really nice dinner so we went to yeah. uh, went to a, a really nice restaurant that specializes in steak and I had mm. I, I've never had this before and it sounded great off the top and it was amazing. Uh it's called a sirloin Oscar, and so it was hmm. uh, it was a uh, it was a sirloin steak with shrimp scallops, asparagus, and uh, bernet sauce and it was spectacular mm. um, It was like one amazing. of the best steaks I've ever had in my life, mm. uh, which was like and I don't eat steak very often, so going out and doing like this is like an occasion but uh with That's like awesome. the shrimp and the scallops, it was so good. Oh.
1: That sounds I'm getting awesome. My mouth is watering as you describe that. Now, did you <laughs> did you have any alcoholic beverages, Yang, with, uh, with your meal? I did. Ah, because I'm trying to connect all this together. Because I feel like every time you ever show up uh, possibly a little inebriated to my stream or another stream, it always seems to... Co- not always, but a lot of times I feel like it coincides with when your parents visit and there'll either be a picture of you maybe drinking some wine or having some scotch. I didn't know <laughs> okay. if... Uh, I'm trying to piece it all together. And then when I love when yin gets a little because he gets a little bit more uh, he loosens himself up a little bit. He gets a <laughs> gets a little uh, I don't know what what do we call it when when that when that yin comes out? I forget. There's a there's a name for it. Is there a word for that? What? I don't know. <laughs> I, you I'll bang? have that. <laughs> <like> I... <laughs> <laughs> Bingity bang comes out. <laughs> bang comes out
0: whenever I yeah. <laughs> you make me feel like I like blacked out and typed something too. Oh no, or No, no, you didn't type anything <laughs> down.
1: No, it's just like, funny. I came because, like, in and
0: I was just like <laughs> laying down dude, the law on
1: everyone. Dude, you were showing everyone your dick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I, no. <laughs> no, you were just, you came into the chat and you were like misspelling things, which is super uncharacteristic for you. Like, like oh, not that's crazy. True. Just like, So, like, even if that happens, like, you're so precise most of the time. I'm like, he had to have had a beverage.
0: We've talked is about that, this before, that's... though, that my extreme version of everything is. <laughs> Extremely tame compared to most people.
1: Oh sure, yeah, of course. And
0: it'll be like it'll be something along the lines of we're like I'll be like you know I didn't really like that and then everyone's just like ah oh, man Ying's so toxic. <laughs> <He roast>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly yeah Ying is so nice normally that if he just. <laughs> expresses disapproval towards something we're like oh he's he's roasting everybody tonight he's nuts yeah exactly
0: but i feel like i have a unique opportunity with that like i i I gotta be careful about slipping into uh yeah into any kind of negativity because i feel like i'm holding on to something where if i really decided just for the funsies Mm. of it just to like go off on someone i think it'd be scary because like people would think i'm very serious
1: Oh, people, we, dude, if you ever just decided to go, like, full, oh, yeah. like, even if it was a joke, just full roast mode on somebody, I don't even know what we, everyone would just be like, well, first of all, we would be in shock, and then it would be like, is he serious or not, and then if we thought you were serious, that that's when the fear would start, and people would be like, yeah, so <laughs> your you actually, vocabulary
3: is way too you- good yeah to, like argue people, because they'll definitely be like, Man, he's <laughs> this is so artisanly crafted what he's saying to me. He asked
1: me in it. <laughs> yeah. You wield an incredible amount of power with it when you ever if you ever do decide to just really let somebody have it. So I look forward to that day. If that ever you happens. look forward
0: to it like I'm charging it <laughs> up all these Like charging, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um well that's good, man. Yeah, I didn't have anything you're on par with uh with that steak uh sounds delicious though or that hash dude i love breakfast hash is one of those things i barely ever like i'll order it sometimes if i go out i've never made it myself but i every time i have it i'm like man why don't i eat breakfast hash more often yeah it was like so it I was, all it was i
2: told her it was like this is restaurant grade breakfast mm-hmm. hash like it it could have i would have been served that in a restaurant and been happy with it
0: you know what i feel like i saw verbatim your uh, your review and it was yeah. on Twitter. Oh yes, right.
2: She did tweet
1: that. I think she did tweet that. Yeah,
2: she was I very uh she was, uh, was she was definitely she was quoting me.
0: Ah, uh, um, yeah, I got it. It's and I gave phenomenal. I gave her
2: permission for those quotes. <laughs>
0: phenomenal restaurant <laughs> greatness five stars out of five, would consume again.
2: <laughs> yes. <that> was, <laughs> <laughs> I said all of those words.
0: Pretty good review. Awesome <laughs> stuff.
3: All cool. right, guys.
2: Well yeah, I uh yeah, go ahead. Uh my uh
3: my dad's co uh, coworker actually treated my whole family to like dinner, which was really nice. We went to... Uh, this will sound really he but we went to... I don't know if you guys have been to a Montana Mike's before. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that name is incredible. Yeah, Montana
1: Mike. Yeah, I was just uh... about to say, are you about to say he took you to Hooters? But Montana Mike's might even be, <laughs> better. <laughs> might be a better name. Dude, yeah. I I love it's them. like a... Yeah, it's great.
3: It's like a, I mean, my brother is joking, like, maybe they took the entire, um, fund of, like, all the money Montana had to make this restaurant, like, yeah. but, uh, it, it was kind of, it was like a, a steakhouse. Like, I mean, it's not like exclusively like steak. It's more like a higher class Denny's, I guess, but oh, okay, yeah, right. I I opted for the chicken fried steak and that was really Pretty good. solid. Nice. And then, um, oh, my. Yeah, my dad made sliders again, which, uh. I don't want to trigger anybody, especially Scott, when I say mm. that. But uh, <laughs> and uh, this oh, time, yeah. actually, he made his own ground
1: beef for it, Ooh. and it turned out just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, again, the uh, so. the restaurant the restaurant is uh, always open in the Katie Zen household, man. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just but, jealous. Uh, I'm just jealous. The kitchen,
2: the kitchen. When you, say, yeah. when you say he made his own ground beef, you mean like you know he ra- raised the cow. In the back. Yeah, no, yeah.
3: did, did
2: I not talk about the cow like all
3: these episodes? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're, yeah, really you're like, oh, slay. yeah, we find he finally slayed he slayed <laughs> oh, old That's Betsy. right. Yeah, she's going ground <laughs> beef. <Yeah. laughs> you know. so what he ground you're saying he ground his own ground beef. Is what you're saying. Yes. You know he I like, like, he, like he used the KitchenAid or something and did different cuts or what? What? what, what? I'm curious as well. Believe you so. No, I'm not familiar with okay. the process behind it, and I feel bad. <laughs> I but, mean, uh, it's <laughs> okay. I take his word for it. Okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever he, whatever he said. I'm guessing that means he probably ground his own ground beef and then seasoned it. Yeah, yeah he probably, you know, probably
2: like seasoned it in himself and like basically just got the meat from the butcher, you know, right. in sort of the the raw form.
3: Right. Exactly. That sounds right. That sounds nice. correct.
2: I'm doing I'm doing him such a disservice right now.
3: <laughs> he's like listening, he's like, what it's like, he's really, right? son? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I <laughs> told you
0: this so you'd say it on the podcast. Say it properly. You'll
2: yeah. we'll have your dad on and interview him sometime.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah I'm
3: <exactly>. sure.
1: <laughs> Don't
2: beat this um,
0: shit. He's gonna see you for defamation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um but all all right. dude, it was delicious. That's all that matters, baby. Good. Um all right, guys, what have what have we been playing this week? Jacob, let's let's start with you.
0: Wow, that really think. caught me off guard. I'm not used to hearing my own name like that. <laughs> oh <God>. I, <laughs> I, I was, that was on purpose. I wanted to see if that was right. Yeah. Yeah. I have been playing almost exclusively Subnautica. I have, I'm sorry, oh, like, no. I really fallen in love with that game. It is way deeper than I thought it was going to be. Uh, visually, it is. Gorgeous nah, I, I it get
2: it because it's a water game. Ooh. Ah, good one.
0: <laughs>
2: Absolute unit. <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like also one of the first games in such a long time that I think. Captures the feeling of exploration in a game, um, with all like the different ways that they have. Like, there's all these different biomes in like the map that gets generated. That like stumbling upon a new area feels crazy and it's new and kind of scary because it's like the ocean and it's it's deep and scary. But mm-hmm. um, it's I I I really took it as just like an exploration game, and there's a lot more to it, like with the building and what you're trying to do. There's actually a story behind it, and all of like the it does like it tells a story of the world sort of like sort of like in game like you pick up these abandoned PDAs and they tell little snippets of stories of what happened about the planet before you crashed there and it's uh i don't know i thought it's a lot more fleshed out than i thought it was going to be and i think i'm just very entertained by by like that element catching me off guard um mm-hmm. cuz i thought this was going to be something i was going to be able to dump like maybe 5 or 6 hours into but it's uh you know what actually it's it's sort of like minecraft but underwater i'm just putting oh. this together that's sort of what it's like you're, you're like you're, <laughs> building, you're gathering resources and right. right oh my god my world's coming crashing down now oh, um, God. <laughs> but it is but it, it sort of captures the same sort of adventurous feeling and being able to uh carve out survival in the world and everything like that it's it's very good i would definitely recommend subnautica um and if you can turning all the visuals up to high is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's a very very pretty game.
1: Okay, awesome. I'm How many hours out. do you have yeah. do you have in it now? Yeah,
0: Boy, I'd start. have to check. Hold on, give me one moment. I'm pull this up.
2: I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get that on like when it goes on sale the first time. Yeah, because it's like it seems like a game that I can wait for, but I'm I've been I've he- been hearing so much good stuff about it, and you raving about it makes me think yeah. I have to I have to try it.
0: I mean, I think the last time I recommended a game was They Are Billions, and you've ruined your sleep schedule That's with true. that game, right? That's true. <laughs> you're, you're,
2: you're definitely batting a 1,000 on your recommendations. <laughs> Great right odds.
0: Yeah, I currently have 23 hours on the game right now. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, Subnautica. If you have the chance to pick it up, you have the time to... It's also very easy to quit in and out of, same way with like They Are Billions. There's no commitment to finish out anything. Like The only time I find myself getting stuck in the game longer than I anticipated it was just because like you get stuck in the trap of oh, I'll just do this one more thing and then and then I'll save and quit and then you do that one right. thing and you're like uh, actually there's one more thing that I should probably do before I, <laughs> before I quit out and then sooner or later it's like three hours later and you know you're yeah it's 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 one of those games and it's whenever a game does that to me I have a hard time not recommending it
1: okay um Awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've had, heard anybody say anything bad about Subnautica. It's definitely one of those like across-the-board critically acclaimed experiences. Um,
0: I've also heard a lot of people saying uh, that it's... I can see this, too, saying that it's really good in VR, um, and it mm. seems like a game that would be made yeah. for a very good VR experience. Mm.
2: I can see that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, I've watched a little bit of it. I've tried not to spoil it, because I would like to play it at some point, because I didn't realize there was... I thought it was one of those just open-ended, kind of like Yuying, like hearing you talk about how there's such a huh. story to it and stuff, like one of those open ended, just like build forever and there's no real end game, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, you know what I mean? Like you just honestly, keep going really and.
0: Thought, yeah. I really thought it was just like a, uh, it, uh, it's a this open beautiful. Like I thought it was almost like a like a tech demo, where I was like, yes. look look how beautiful we can make this ocean kind of thing. But and right. turns out there's actually a lot of there's like a huge survival element to it. There's a story, objectives, and it's
1: no, it's cool. a lot of fun. Nice. Cool. cool. Very cool. Um, all right. So Yang's been hitting that Subnautica. Uh, KD, what about you? What have you been playing?
3: I've uh, been sticking to uh, Slay the Spire a lot. That game is really dangerous. Because <laughs> you start a run, and you're committed to that for like an hour. And committed in the way that you, you don't want to stop. Like you just want to keep going and going. It's a really, really satisfying game to play when it comes to like once you go from just picking cards that look like they'll be good to actually like building a deck around cards that work. Uh, it, it really starts to take shape and the game has some pretty inc- insane, like difficulty spikes. Like after you fa- pass like the first boss and on, it really starts ramping up. So, and I love how the game, like you get to the point where you, I, I've only gotten to the third level in the game so far. Like it's like the third dungeon. I don't think there are more past that because that would mm. be insane. But uh, I get to the point where I even just like normal encounters in there, I'm like sweating, looking at all my cards, my potions like, what's the best possible thing I could do here? Which you know is, is cool for me because, like, you know, you grow up playing Yu Gi Oh! with your brother, you get into some intense shit, and you think about what's the best <laughs> thing I can do. So it's it's pretty cool there, really fun, yeah, but uh. It's got some, like, kinks I'd like to, like, see changed, you know, for early access. Like, I mean, not, like, outright flaws, but there are little things, like, you uh you get, like, a certain benefit in your run. like uh, But you can only get to it if you, in your previous run, have gotten to at least the first boss. So if you have a run that you start and it turns out shitty, it, it, pun- mm. it kind of punishes you for resetting if you want to abandon your run. Which I mean, I see why they're doing that, but it can be pretty like unsatisfying when like it forces you to do like uh like make the most of what you're given. But let's yeah. say if you use the benefit that's like you can get a random relic which add little augments to your style of play, and you get one that's like oh I can no longer gain gold for this entire run because I have this benefit. I don't want to play with that, <laughs> you yeah. know. So it's it's a little thing, but I'd like to see like something else done with that. But uh, I understand why it's in the game. But uh, overall, it's it's still been very fun. And um, I also picked up them's fighting herds that we talked about last week. Oh <laughs>
1: God, I, I saw your tweets about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. That's uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's the uh, the My Little Pony fighting game. In in a way, it's yeah. Not ponies, they're dragons. <laughs> no, but uh, it's. It's gotten, it, it seemed really promising at first because of like all the time put into it and the animation. They actually got permission from Lab Zero to use the same engine that Skullgirls used. And it really shows because the game feels like extremely solid. It, uh, and there's a lot of promise. There are only six characters, but they feel like really varied and, uh, like really unique. And they all have like, you know, their own like distinct personalities. And, uh, hmm. So it's, it's very fun. And the online works very well going into lobbies. And like, it's got some... I haven't had a laggy match yet. I grant I haven't played, like, too insane amount of time of it, but it's going online. Like, they enable voice chat in the lobbies, and there's all this, like, community stuff about getting salt and, like, mining the salt mines and opening chests for, like, cosmetics and things. So there's no story in the game yet. There's just an arcade and training and stuff like that. So it's a little thing to tide you over. But if you don't have online, then, you know, you're i gonna enjoy this but you, you bought it off of steam of course you're gonna have a lot <laughs> but uh and there are a couple of little early access things like uh the menus for training mode are a little wacky because like if you want to get into the game and do trials which are like they set up certain combos for your character that you can like yeah. rehearse and learn oh. but those are like buried which is like a standard for fighting games you know today and but those are like buried within like three or four different submenus and training, so the interface is kind of bad. But um, yeah, it's it's nothing that they can't you know fix. It's only early access, so. And then also like some effects look pretty bad. Like this uh, this one character who does like a tornado move that is just a JPEG that floats across the screen.
1: <laughs> really? It's just like ooh,
3: yeah. JPEG. So, okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like it doesn't have like the Sony Vegas like white border around the image as it moves. Like none of that. But um, it's it just needs, like, more polish because in some areas it looks like that, but in a lot of areas it does look really nice. So mm-hmm. I've been awesome. enjoying that and uh, probably going to put a lot more time into that. I don't think it's going to get a huge... Do this is a
1: game that will get, like... Uh, do you think there's any kind of... Not serious buzz, obviously, but do you think people uh... will... Or do you think people will play it? Will it get, like, a fun kind of goofy tournament at, like, a any kind of LAN events or anything like that? I think it's or definitely whatever. a game
3: that could, like... It definitely has the potential to get to that place where it's like like it's revered but they definitely need to uh like polish it up add in the necessary features and it just depends on like how much the people how much of the people like rally behind it because there's the obvious off-putting thing of it being the my little pony fighting game you know like right it's some people are just like really uncomfortable by that but uh if you can get past that, it's a great game. And I would love for it, uh, to see for it to pick off. It's actually like for a fighting game, it's got a surprising like player base. Like in the first couple days, I'm, I'm not sure if it's taking like a hard spike, but it's up to like a thousand concurrent players, but, uh, which, which like for a fighting game on steam and like, yeah, know, it's, game, it's yeah. pretty good. So
1: nice.
3: I'm hoping it does a lot better. So mm. yeah, them's fighting herds. is pretty good. And, uh, I didn't play it too much, but Steinsgate is a visual novel that I've been kind of going back to here and there. And uh, once I switched from playing it, it's on PS Vita. And once I switched from reading that on Vita to like actually playing it off on of my TV, my enjoyment of that skyrocketed because like, mm-hmm. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how Japanese people do it. Cause like visual novels on like PSPs are huge in Japan. Like you see everybody on trains reading that shit, that, that, that hentai, you know, I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> it's like killing my neck having to look down at this the whole time. Mm, so yeah, yeah. once I got on TV, I was, it was much more like it felt normal. So I'm, I'm nice. excited to play through that. Cause like I was about to drop it despite hearing from so many people, it's like the best visual novel. Like this. Mm. So. Okay.
1: Wow. But uh, yeah, that's all I've uh, all I played. Good all right. it's stuff. Brandon, what about you? You play any games? This
2: week. Uh yeah. Yeah. I um still been playing Rocksmith. Just been practicing mm. playing playing a bunch of custom songs. That's been super fun. And um and then when uh when Ying's talking about, you know, a game that uh makes you wanna, you know, do one more thing before you log off and then all of a sudden it's three hours later. <laughs> uh yeah. speaking of that feeling, the new Diablo season started on Friday. Oh boy. Uh, and there it so is. uh yeah, so I've been I've been playing a bit of Diablo uh like friday and and yesterday night um which is it's super fun i mean I think Diablo is i i don't know what it is about Diablo, but just every season I am good for like probably twenty twenty to thirty hours of playing that season, and then I just put it down and uh mm-hmm. and so since this mm-hmm. since this season started on a Friday, it was kind of fun to sort of be on the first night when. You Know, even like the best players in the world are you know doing like really low rifts, and everyone's kind of starting off the same place. Um, so that's been fun. I mean, I, I think I put like probably 10 hours into it this weekend, maybe not that much. I don't know. Um, but I already have a you know pretty decent build. Uh, I feel like it's so quick to gear, I think I'm already like paragon 400 plus which oh my just is like it's so it's funny when you think about back into the early days of Diablo that <laughs> would have taken so long and you literally can get it in in a night now um right. so the, the power wow. creep is very real in Diablo um but I feel like that's you know for a game like Diablo that's kind of the point like you want to just keep feeling stronger and stronger and uh yeah. and you know it's like the season thing works really well I don't know what it is but they've just they've got me hooked once you know once each season um and yeah we have like drake in the chat we have there are a few people in KB Mod that um that go pretty hard definitely harder than i do each season um mm-hmm. but it's such a fun like diablo is just such a fun game to play sort of mindlessly with friends um yeah and you can kind of hop in and hop out yourself but when you have a friend on it really just like the hours just fly by in a way that um you know, I don't. I often don't game like that anymore. You know, I game in a little smaller doses. Uh, but man, Diablo—it's just like you'll log on it. You'll log on at 7 p.m. You know, after you've eaten dinner, and all of a sudden it's four in the morning, <laughs> and you know, that's uh, <laughs> right. that's been my past yeah. two nights. <laughs> ah, okay,
1: <laughs> gotcha.
2: That's, how does that work out for you
1: on uh, on work nights?
2: Probably not uh, great, Well, huh? that's the thing is I, I I try not to play like I try and I, I know myself well enough that I try not to play like that uh on work nights. But then right. uh on the weekend I'm definitely, you know, I kinda let myself go a little bit and revert back into the Brandon of you know, of prior days <laughs> uh are staying up until four AM. All all yeah, comes yeah back, back in the high school and college days when that was just <laughs> that that was just called life. That was just called you know <laughs> that was called I'm Home From Class and so yeah. I'm gonna be playing games. Good stuff. Okay. Um anything else besides besides Diablo? No, no, that's about it. That was, that uh, I, I think well I can't remember if this was since last cast, but still playing a little bit of Fortnite. Um yeah. I haven't spent any cool. money on the game, but it's just I mean, it's a great free to play game. Um and they just yeah. dropped the we'll talk about it in the news, but they just dropped their new Um, the new update and i haven't played it yet but i'm I'm really looking forward to it so i'll probably play some of that this week
1: sweet all right and then i guess i'll go i got a couple uh this week um the biggest one i wanted to talk about was uh so we had talked about kingdom come last week coming out i think or maybe it was the week before Mm -hmm. but that was i think it was in the new releases but kingdom come deliverance the rpg um and so I was convinced by some people in my chat to like pick it up. It's not a game I would traditionally think I was I was interested in. I'm not a huge RPG fan in general. Um and I haven't really completed all that many in my gaming history. But for some reason, this game I, I can't this game really has got its its claws in me. I'm still early on in it, but um it has a couple things I didn't expect. One is like the production value. So it is a sixty dollar game, but like the voice acting story and cutscenes in it are like extremely top notch like really really well done um the voice acting and everything and then it it feels so it's clearly was modeled after a lot of people compare it to like oblivion um and like the bethesda kind of style it definitely is deeper uh, i think and it feels like in some areas but it looks a lot there's a lot of stuff that looks like
2: straight up almost ripped kind of from it has a very similar aesthetic
1: yes very similar aesthetic like an up, but visually it's it's um it's pretty yeah obviously it's like a lot a lot better looking than than something like that because of because of the age but um it's it's really good i'm i'm i've had a blast with it so far i uh, my uh, my failures with the game though uh have uh, this week i pretty much made uh, one of my uh so one of my mods jeff in my chat had clipped a couple things that were on live stream fail and pretty much blew up. Uh, I, someone got me to quit the game via console when I was uh, <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Um, where, so I was like, it was right at the beginning of the game and they were talking about going in a third person mode. And so like, I'm like, so the, people are kind of telling me real stuff and fake stuff. So I'm like, not really paying attention. <laughs> and at one point someone who wasn't even a sub or I think just came in the stream. Cause I was, I was playing the game goes, uh, yeah, so Q will let you go in third person, but it's buggy on horse. But if you open up console and hit Q, you can bind it or something like that. And so I, you know, I'm like, thank you. And uh, I go, I just open it up and I type Q. And obviously what happens, the game instantly quits and closes on me. And I, I realized it instantly once I did it. Uh, but So that I was like, I don't think that's ever, that's the first time that I've been playing games a long time. And that has never happened to me. Um, and then additionally, I was struggling with the with the lock picking mechanic in the game, which I later found out had everything to do with sensitivity and not my own skill, which again, I really I, I couldn't figure it the mechanic's weird because obviously, like if you're playing a, something like Skyrim or whatever else or Oblivion on console, you have the you have the force feedback with the lock picking, which I always felt was helpful. Um and in this game, it was like the mechanic's not that complicated, but the way that you would have to move the cursor to like spin the lock. I could not get it. I kept breaking locks. I, I was like, I don't, I can't figure this out. So what do I do? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in this mission where I have to lock pick, or I thought I did. I had to lock pick uh, to get this item, and I have four lock picks. And you have to keep reloading if you mess it up because you you don't have lock picks. So Tab comes into the room, uh, my lovely fiance, and I'm <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, I can probably do it. And I'm like, I'll give you 50 bucks. I was like, I, I haven't been able to lock pick once. I will give you 50 bucks if you sit down and you do this. Within four lockpicks, she breaks the first one right away. The second one, she does it like <laughs> instantly, like flawlessly. And I'm like, "You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me!" And so that one, yeah, you can see the clips. Uh, there you go. They're putting them into chat. They uh, they blew up. The insane pick has a hundred thousand views. That clip on that was on live stream fail. Wow. And then the other one, the tricked into quitting, has thirty four thousand. So basically, people have just seen me absolutely. <laughs> uh fumble around in this game and and have enjoyed it but i despite all of that um the game is the game is really good i'm actually really really enjoying it and i'm i'm engrossed by the story and i really like the gameplay and it's a fun kind of diversion from what the stuff i normally play and plus i like it because it's something that i can always go back to and continue to you know like it's 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 like a probably 60 hour game so it's like i can play something and then do it at the end of the stream or play it for a few hours here and there and i don't have to feel like okay i have to finish it right now but um it's pretty it's 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 pretty good i'm really it was one that i didn't anticipate uh enjoying as much as i do so there was <laughs> that and then the hunt showdown came out of uh alpha and is actually it's in early access now um and so you can buy it i think we had talked about that a bit that's the Crytek game that's the um pve pvp um where you go around a map it's uh you know killing monsters uh, killing like whatever. I don't even know what they call the infected on the map. Um, and then you basically have to kill this boss and then collect his essence and escape. It's kind of got elements from Escape from Tarkov um, and a couple other different games. Uh, you have permadeath in the game. So like if your character dies, you lose everything with that if you don't extract. Um, it's really good. It's fun. So I played a bit of that um, as well. It definitely, it's uh, not well optimized uh, yet. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. But I hope, it seems like it's actually selling really well on Steam right now and the core and bones of the game are super, super good. Um, so definitely if you're interested in like something that's first person and maybe a little bit of a spin from the normal genres, you should definitely, definitely check it out. Um,
0: yeah. The then, uh, the, the, the way that game looks and the sound design is incredible. Just watching you play it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. The, the sound design is great. The night. So you can do daytime or nighttime missions. Nighttime missions are definitely, yeah, they're super nerve wracking. Um, And it's really thrilling. The combat gets really intense because you could be going through the entire game like maybe you... So basically you go through you have to collect three different clues that then tell you the location of where the boss is. Everyone is trying to kill the same boss while simultaneously staying alive from all the PvE elements, all the other creatures on the map, uh, while also watching your back, trying to decide when to engage and kill other players. Um, And obviously, basically, you're trying to kill the monster, get the bounty, and escape uh, and continue to keep your character alive to level up. And so... Um, I don't know. It just has a lot of really cool elements that it's executed really well. The sound design, the visuals. Um, it's great. Yeah, I think, again, I, I, I look forward to see what they continue to do with the game. But right now, it's um, I, I would say if you're going to pick up something early access, uh, it's I think it's definitely worth picking up. You just have to be ready for like, you know, it not running fantastically or servers being down because it is it is early access, but it's $30. It's not like it's a $60 ass. So. And then I also played some Fortnite um, and I played some Battalion 1944 both with Sark, which was fun. Sark Ooh. uh really enjoyed uh, Battalion 1944, um, which was which was cool to be able to show him that. So yeah, I played decent amount of decent amount of stuff. But um yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think I got all of it. I almost I should have had a uh, notepad open like Brandon had last week. That's it's rare that I that many that many games. I have to say with Fortnite, I'm I'm kind of disillusioned and discouraged because the game has blown up so much since I was playing it like months ago. Uh that people are so fucking good now that yeah. I feel like I'll never be able to catch up. You know what I mean? Like the skill ceiling now is so high. And like back yeah. in the day, it was before everyone was still playing PUBG, I had ample opportunity to get ahead of that skill if I had stuck with it and just played it consistently, but I didn't. And now it's like, dude, people are nuts at building and it, i you know that's something I was never strong at, so I would have to practice
2: the top tier like- is really good i mean like if you watch if you watch some of the top streamers, they're on yes. another level in terms of yes. like how quickly they can build and and just everything like the mechanics are are on another level, but I've noticed when I've played maybe it's just because there are so many people playing that yeah. um you know like we the matchmaking i haven't been I haven't been in games where I feel completely outmatched. Uh, by the other side and you know i've been able i've been able to win several games and i've only really played you know 10 10, 15 hours maybe so i I feel like you you would feel that way maybe for your first few games but most most people that are playing do not seem to have that crazy building skill Um, right right but it is a lot of it is is really high
1: it is like this it's like you're saying brandon it's a side effect of watching people stream it that are really good so and yeah. then you're like, but you're right, and and occasionally no, like I play, played a few games and uh, we did okay and stuff like that. It's just like Sark described it best: is the Fortnite's frustrating because his body, his reactions can't do what his mind wants to do, yeah. because there is, like you said, the skill set is high. And I said, I feel like Fortnite is more comparable to something like StarCraft with the building, mm-hmm. like what you can be do actions mm-hmm. per minute than any other game of its kind that's a shooter. Because in comparison, yeah, you basically like if you watch like Ninja or people that are extremely good at the game, they every action they are getting. The reason they're so good is they're not wasting any movement. They're not wasting any uh like healing or building. It's really dialed in. And so if you're really good at that, you're going to be really good at that game. And so um, I don't know. I think that's just an interesting kind of uh, difference than. Because we talk about obviously, we're going to talk about PUBG and Fortnite, which we can't not in every podcast because they're the two biggest <laughs> games in the world right now. But I do think that's a pretty interesting difference where you don't have that in, in PUBG. Like, obviously, what you the actions you make in PUBG are important, but it's not the pace is much slower.
2: Yeah, and the, to- and the building in Fortnite, there's no cooldown on building right. another item. So basically, exactly. like building a big complex structure, you know, it's that's many a- stories a- high, yeah. is pretty much only limited by how quickly you can actually click the right buttons to get it there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's as fast as you can do it and as accurate as you can do it. And um, so yeah, it's it's cool. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I don't really know about like esports ramifications or anything for that game. It's hard to. I mean, I'm sure that they're thinking about that kind of stuff, but it'll be really interesting to see, because obviously we've seen PUBG on Twitch with the the Invitational, all that kind of stuff, recently with ESL, and um, so, I don't know, um, we'll, we'll see, but it's, it's crazy, man, the Battle Royales have, they've taken over, I think it's fair to say, but, um, all right, so before we jump into some news here, we had alluded to uh, having a bit of an announcement that we uh, had to talk to you guys about, so um, I think we're going to do that now as opposed to at the end of the cast so that every, most people are, that are going to be here are going to be, uh, able to, to hear this. And if you're listening to the audio version, that, that doesn't apply to you, of course, because I know that you listen from the very beginning to the very end. Nobody skips around on the KB mod podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are, are great listeners, but, um, so yeah. So the thing that we have to talk about is, uh, we have done the KB mod podcast for, Obviously, as this episode is recorded, 311 episodes. I don't know how many years that is. It's over five
2: years, right, Brandon?
1: I don't know yeah. exactly the date oh, it's, we started.
2: It's, it's well over five years. It's uh, well over five. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the. I, I bet I could look up the date of our first episode. We'd have to look. We'd have to look to go back. But it's been it's been a long time, and
1: it's been um it's been a blast doing it as long as we have. Um, but recently, uh, Brandon and I and the guys we've been we've been talking about just um, the ability for us to keep doing it on a weekly basis um, going forward. And uh, obviously, as you guys know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. Uh, Brandon's a busy guy. I mean, Katie Zen's got nothing going on, but you can't, you can't, you can't get <laughs> mad at that. He's a young <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Katie. Uh, you know, but obviously as you get older, uh, things happen and, and things get tougher to to execute. And so we had done some conversations internally talking about like, you know, balancing like wanting to continue to do this um as long as we can against like you know just real life responsibilities about like you know do we have four or five hours every sunday night to be able to continue to give to this podcast and um you know brandon and i were talking about it pretty much at length we're obviously as the two i guess original or og members continuing on the cast throughout um all the years um, we had to decide and, and talk about like, Hey, like where are we at with it? And so basically where we're at with it is that as much as we love doing this podcast and we do, I mean, I really do. I mean, I think we have a fantastic group. Um, I think we have some of the best chem, um, that we do with, with uh, Ying and Katie and Brandon and I, when we're all on together, as we have had with honestly with anybody on the cast, even going back to the first episode. So um, we are really happy with it, but it's just not something time-wise that I can really reliably make any more like obviously I've been able to be on the last couple of weeks, but that's not something that's gonna be going forward're gonna be be able to be guaranteed. Brandon uh, does a lot of the heavy lifting with the podcast when it comes to obviously you're hosting it and uh the you know just just uh, even the doc and the editing and all the other stuff that goes on and so we had to make a hard decision where we where we said like okay, um as much as we enjoy doing it is continuing to do it the way that we've been doing it feasible for the foreseeable future and i think brandon the answer that we came
2: to is it's it's really not anymore yeah um yeah we thought about some different ideas you know like do we want to try and do we want to change it into like a monthly show or like bi-weekly or you know like change the format of it um where it's less time consuming but you know we can still do something consistently Um, but we just weren't really happy with any of those potential options um yeah And, you know, it's basically, we don't want to, we don't want to end up in a place where we, uh, we have to, we have to force ourselves to try and do a show consistently that, that is not high quality. And I feel like, you know, we kind of have, we feel, we feel like it's our job to do a high quality show when we put one on, you know, at least to the best of our ability, you know, you can like it or not like it, but, um, you know, especially I think with Scott, you know, and having, having a new family like i i think we need to we going forward like we're going to have different priorities and sure. uh and i think that's we want to recognize that early instead of get to a point where it it becomes a burden on anyone uh, to continue doing a weekly show so right. um so with that uh start we're going to do uh the next episode episode 312 Yes. Uh, it's going to be the the final episode before what we're calling an indefinite hiatus. Uh you know, we're not saying it's gone forever, um but right. we are we are going to kind of uh put the podcast on the shelf um you know, and and kind of uh finalize it at least in its current form um you know, for for a while. Um uh, maybe maybe not forever. Maybe we'll bring it back someday, who knows. Um but next episode, episode 312 uh, we're going to do kind of a final final episode um for this chapter yeah. and hopefully have some guests on um you know so this this episode is going to be like the last normal episode you know we're going to talk about news new releases all that uh next episode will be a little more kind of like reminiscing you know just like talking talking more with people that have been on yeah. before that sort of thing uh want to want to be clear that like uh KVMod is still going to be around um yes. this is this yeah. is this only affects the podcast specifically right. Um, You know, so that's, uh, I just want to be clear, like, you know, we're still, uh, we're still planning to definitely do something with Extra Life this year, you know, we're still going to do streams. Um, In fact, we're hoping, hoping to maybe do like some sort of stream uh, that may happen during this time slot on Sunday nights. Um, You know, I think KD and Ying, uh, like Scott said, we've been awesome to have them on and have like such yeah. great chemistry with these guys um, yeah sorry they're not i want to stress that
1: yeah just just to that point which i'm sure we'll get more sappy but on the last episode before i do so now but like when we were when brandon and i were talking about it and then we brought it to uh you know katie and yang we wanted to make it clear like we weren't it wasn't like any like we weren't like dissatisfied with the product or like the chemistry like it was actually the opposite like before we actually had a steady roster of people um because we went through a time where it was like it was Brandon and I mostly, but then we were like, I don't know who else we're going to have on, and so that was like the hardest time. I feel like Brandon, right? We yeah. were kind of like disillusioning, like, all right, I don't know. But now that we have Katie and we had we have Ying, it's been like it kind of breathed it, for me. It breathed life back into the podcast because I enjoy. I just like we end up talking for two and a half, three hours, and it's effortless. So huge thank you to to these two uh, gentlemen. It has yeah, nothing it's, to it's do been with it's and, been really fun to
2: do um, to do the podcast with these guys and. Um, and so that's what it, you know, really just comes down to, uh, kind of being able to put on a consistent show with everything yeah. else that, um, you know, that Scott and I have going on in our lives. Um, and you know, I think when I look back at, uh, I, I just saw like our first episode, I think aired in July 2011. Um, oh my God. So, you know, we've been doing this for like seven, seven ish years. Um, so I think that's a pretty good run. You know, most podcasts definitely don't make it that long uh with anywhere near the consistency that we were able to kind of hold up. Um so you know, I'm yeah. I'm proud of that and I'm proud that we sure. I'm proud that we had what I think is like a pretty great product through um yeah. through a lot of different changes in like people's lives and stuff. Like it's really cool to look back and see some people that, you know, were here several years ago and now uh I, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, you could have been in high school and now you've like graduated yeah. college. Um it's yeah. been cool to be like part of people's lives for a long time. And uh, you know, and so hopefully we'll still be able to do that, uh, you know, and share share uh our lives with people. You know, on the KB mod uh, Twitch channel, you know, on Scott's Twitch channel, like there's still gonna be stuff going yeah. on. We'll still be around. Um nothing nothing is really changing uh I think in that regard. Um and I definitely hope, you know, for for everyone's sake, for our sake too, that uh, you know, that KD and, and Yang are still very much a part of what happens at KB mod. Um, but the podcast, you know, the the weekly show that happens every Sunday night uh, is gonna be on hiatus uh, after yep. next week. Yep. So that
1: is uh that is the deal. So again, a huge thank you to everybody that uh I mean again like I said, this is all stuff that's gonna get said ad nauseum for three twelve. But you know, everybody that has supported um the the podcast and you know, people that have stuck with us, like we said, through all the different rosters, through the changes, whatever else, uh, you know, it does, it it means a lot. Like we, we've had a blast doing the show. I don't, you know, I mean my, I've been doing the KBL podcast longer than my long, you know, my current relationship, which is like three plus years. So, Again, uh, that should put in perspective like it is something that means means a lot to us and, and that we've wanted to, to keep doing. So it's not we don't do this. This is not like a, an easy, I don't think decision by any means, but we did feel it was uh, it was definitely the right one. So uh, but thank you to all of you guys who who have supported us. And, and we're not, you know, we still got, listen, we still got one more normal episode, which is this one. We're going to get into all the stuff that triggers us, like always. So I know, get the <laughs> tissues out, wipe the tears away. It's okay. We don't have to do that until, and again, like I said, it's an indefinite hiatus. It doesn't mean that there won't be special episodes or like who knows what could possibly fill this this time slot. But, uh, you know, so blow your nose, suck it up, Georgie, and let's, let's get through this one. And then uh, hopefully you better... <laughs> Sure as hell, make your ass come out. I don't care what you're doing. Try to be here live for episode three twelve on uh, on next su- next Sunday night, um, and that'll be that'll be good. It'll be a good episode. So yeah, if you listen um, to the audio
2: feed, this is your chance. Like, come and show up live to you know to our episode three twelve. Uh, it's going to be Sunday. That's March fourth, and we start more or less around ten p.m. Eastern. You know, so come. Let's let's go out with a bang. I think yeah, uh, this is, this is meant to be like kind of a a happy thing, you know, like we're, we're not, I'm, I don't, we're not sad it's ending. Like we're, you know, this is no. just, we're closing, yeah. a, we're closing yeah. a, chapter a chapter. And like, tra- I think the coolest thing is that I'm, you know, like we have literally days of content <laughs> that like, oh, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes um you know, from, from the very beginning. Uh, and there's probably some stuff there that i that I've long since forgotten that it will be fun to to remember so absolutely. um so yeah show up show up next week if you can if you're around um you know let's let's make the next episode special and uh, and I hope you guys will join us for that one absolutely yeah. all right so uh with that in mind um
1: let us jump into into news so in in i was gonna say so in bittersweet news, but this isn't bittersweet news this is just Frustrating news, so the segue doesn't really work. But maybe, maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're frustrated that the podcast is ending, even if you can understand, or, or at least, go, excuse me, going on hiatus indefinitely for, for some amount of time. Uh, and equally frustrating is the fact that hardware seller MassDrop says that NVIDIA predicts graphic card prices will continue to go up throughout the year. Now we've been we've been we've been talking about this for a minute. We've been, you know. I, We've been saying like, "Hey, dude, the cryptocurrency, the crypto miners, they're killing everything." I mean, if you've looked at video card prices in the last—I uh, don't know—even at the end of last year, they were insane, and they continue yeah. to be.
2: It's only been um, going up more and more. Like it, they've been they've been a little out of control for a few months, but just recently, it's gotten really bad. Yeah, yeah, and and so you could say,
1: "Well, how does okay, hardware seller mass drop? What, what do they mean that Nvidia says?" Well. You can't just be like, oh, are they just trying to start shit? No. They they heard this pretty much directly from NVIDIA that uh, they are anticipating that well into Q3 of this year, prices are going to continue <laughs> continue to rise and there's not honestly that much that, that they can do about it. And I don't think it's shocking news, but it's definitely, um, you know, when you hear it from the people producing the cards themselves, you can pretty much bank on uh, that being a fact. So yeah, I don't so know. The, other,
2: the <laughs> other piece of this too, at least from, uh, from discussion on mass drop, which, you know, uh, I guess seems reliable is basically that Apple and Samsung and like cell phone makers uh, have, Yeah, there's been a, a, a memory shortage and they've been basically paying more to get the memory first. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is causing, you know, that's causing supply issues or graphics cards makers um you know who have the shortage of these chips um and obviously don't have the purchasing power of Apple and Samsung um so it's it's basically like there's just a lot of factors making the market really poor right now um which is a shame because I feel like it's it's very tough to it's very tough to get someone into PC gaming right now because you know all yeah. of the the video card prices are completely out of whack and yeah you know, and a video card, unfortunately, is like you—you you gotta have one for a gaming PC. I mean, yeah, uh, um, integrated. It's not graphics one of those like vanity there.
1: purchases, like a 4K monitor or something, where you can be like, yeah, do I yeah. really need that? It's like yeah. no, you need you need something beefy.
2: And that's yeah. the thing is like it's affecting, it's affecting it's affecting pretty much all cards all the way down. You yeah, know, like even if you don't need a super powerful card, even the yeah. 1050s and 1060s are like crazy expensive for what they should be. So yeah. it's it, man. I just I hope we can get out of this, you know, sooner rather than later, um, because it mm-hmm. is. I think it's basically, yeah. it's basically going to lead to kind of that that down downturn in the PC market because people are going to stop buying. People are going to stop spending money on something because it's so expensive, um, mm. and that could cause downstream problems for the manufacturers of these cards. Like I don't know, I don't know what the market ends up looking like a couple years from now because of this sort of weird period, you know, do, is it in two years, are video card prices still going to be above MSRP? Like that yeah. would be wild. We've never seen that before. Yeah. That would be um, ridiculous. That's but, crazy. Yeah, You know,
3: so. I think the the message we're trying to send here with the the podcast on hiatus and with mm. graphics card prices going up is that consoles are, are a future baby. It's <laughs> never been a better, <laughs> better time That's to-
1: That's uh, a great yeah. point. That's a great point. <laughs> We I didn't I didn't actually say that, but I I was hoping people would read between the lines there, Katie. But thank you for <laughs>
2: for spelling it out. Um, it. The podcast yeah. is actually becoming a cryptocurrency operation.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh exactly. no!
2: We need to we need um, to conserve instead of broadcasting. We actually need to take it offline uh, so that we have our full um, full computing power used for the blockchain. <laughs> It's, um, and it's
1: pretty interesting. Someone actually, a couple of people came in my chat and were talking about pre-built PCs that they bought. Like Micro Center was having a deal. His The specs were solid. I think he paid fifteen or $1,600. He got a 1070 and like a really good, I forget what Intel processor he got, but like the build was really solid.
2: Yeah, And it's like, if he yeah. was to
1: buy that card by itself, that w- it was, it was like, he was going to get fleeced for like close to a grand, and he yeah, got a full. Yeah, it, it, oh, it, it makes
2: God. the the market makes no sense right it's now crazy. because the pre built manufacturers, you know, a lot of times yeah. will have like bulk deals and stuff, so yep. they don't have to charge as much. Um, yep. you know, and the, and obviously like they want to continue selling PCs, so mm-hmm. they're not going to raise the price uh of their PCs if they can help it. But right. yeah, like you, I mean, we're not, we're not. This is not. Uh, this is an exaggeration a little bit. But I mean yeah, literally like you could buy a pre-built PC yeah. and almost resell the video card and like make money off it. Like it, there's this true, weird yeah. there's like this true. weird arbitrage opportunity because of this craziness around video cards.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's outrageous. I have friends personally who are all trying to build PCs around this time and it's so frustrating because they're trying to like work their way around. Some are going to eBay,
2: which is just oh my god, don't get no.
3: graphics from eBay. <laughs> oh, Come on, geez. dude.
2: Yeah. So hopefully this passes quickly. Yeah, so, here, us, us here in the PC gaming world, I feel like right now, you know, we kind of got to band together. If you've got, you know, if you got like an old 970 or something, if you've got a, you, this is Dude, the time where true. you put, you put together Frankenstein PCs to help out your friends. <laughs> you know, if if your friend's video card dies, this is when you got to show your loyalty. You got to be like, look, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, my used old card. And, you know, well, you're not, I'm not going to overcharge you. My, like, that's, it's you simple. You just <laughs> tell
1: all your friends. You give them whatever monster or Frankenstein build you can put together. You tell them, "Listen, uh, you just run the game at 1024 by 768, and you'll be totally fine. <laughs> just just run at that, that resolution, and oh, you can, can run pretty much everything.
2: Prices good. go up, resolutions go no down. down. <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. That's We're funny. I know, I know,
2: honestly, that's like hard. you're kind of you're kind of not wrong. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, lower that res band if you're going
1: to play anything super like new uh because yeah the old cards man can't keep up like oh anyway um so yeah so definitely um a bit of frustrating news but uh i don't know like is 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 this the okay i shouldn't say the darkest timeline to be uh you know because we're obviously all (laughs) pc gamers and we enjoy it but we're dealing with like We constantly talk about the, um, you know, loot boxes and horrible practices by game companies of of basically taking all of our money for either for limited amounts of content or broken games. We've got the early access phase. Video cards are, I mean, beyond ridiculously priced because of cryptocurrency. You know, can't even tell your friends to build a PC right now in good conscience, like, you know we've enjoyed some pretty golden years as PC gamers. I, we've talked about it quite a bit the last three, maybe three to five. We've been like, it's pretty good. I but think
2: I think ever since, honestly, like ever since the twenty five hundred K, I feel like that yeah. was kind of the turning point <laughs> where you just saw PCs mm. get super cheap for a ton of power. Yeah, and we've, I mean, yes, frankly, so. like we've been spoiled some of those years. <laughs> True. Um, I think it's it, it. I didn't expect it to ever get like to this point. Um, but we have seen such like, we've seen so many, uh, improvements in, uh, processing power and graphical power. And, and frankly, like the prices have more or less stayed the same, you know, like NVIDIA always has that like five or $600 card, but every year it gets more and more powerful. Um, so it's just, it's like, it will be interesting to see what happens with the next generation of graphics cards, because we've been on the, you know, the 10 series for NVIDIA for a, a little while now, Um, and I'm wondering if this will cause them to slow down because they're basically just trying to keep up with production of their current series. Like, if they're selling out right now, what is their incentive to continue, like, making a new series? Why wouldn't they just hold on to it, and when the market right. starts to cool off a little bit, yeah. then you drop your new series? Like, that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen, but... Yeah, that hurts, too, because the advancement of overall like GPUs is halted by this. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's realistically it's it's an unfortunate set of circumstances. But if we want to look at it optimistically, we have had a pretty good run in PC gaming and so hopefully you've got some used parts out there that you can, you know, offload to your friends in this time of need, you know. No no one yeah. out there sh- no one out there should be paying $800 for a 1070. Like just don't yeah, do it. Yeah, fuck that. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> it's time
3: to in- invest in our newest endeavor is KB mod Barn Door Coin.
2: There it is. <laughs> As well. Used hardware right. sold on the blockchain. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, moving on from frustrating
1: news to downright infuriating news. Uh, this is actually, I organized the news for this section by frustrating to infuriating because that's always what really uh, gets us going here on the podcast. And so oh, yeah. I, I can say three words Metal Gear survive. And right away, people have all already. Kinds of- very visceral reactions to that. Um, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you know the whole Konami-Kojima story. You know that this this current game has nothing to do with the actual Metal Gear uh, canon or anything like that story. like It's, it's literally a survival weird. zombie right. yeah. in a different universe, right? Isn't that what they said on the page? So just give them... Yeah, carbon, yeah. Uh, carb launch yeah, basically
3: whatever. a wormhole opens up in uh, this metal gear universe <laughs> and sucks in a bunch of people to go fight zombies that's exactly. literally
1: the plot of this game and so that's you know konami thing. sorry go ahead that's like
0: the alternate universe with the wormhole opening up is like just a little bit better than the end of the game where the character <laughs> wakes up and it was all a dream yeah <laughs> so exactly like, that's what it's that, that
1: like feels exactly. like to me make... uh, <laughs> it is yeah it's so shitty like so uh-huh. So, obviously, Metal Gear Survive is uh, from probably the most, if not one of the most hated game companies, uh, Konami, at the moment. Uh, you've got it shitting on the Metal Gear Legacy, or a lot of people thought it would. Uh, the reviews have been coming out. Uh, it, by all accounts, is not, not good at all. Two knots there. And on top of that, it turns out that Metal Gear Survive is charging money for extra save slots. When you thought, it, you're like, it can't get worse than yeah. this, right? Like, they've already shit on the franchise. Um, how, how much more scummy could it get? Well, how about over $10 worth of scummy to purchase the in-game currency amount required to get more space to maybe, you know, make another character or do, or do whatever else? And so this, I'm, I'm going to ask a question, and this may sound insane, but could this be, is it possible that Konami... Is going full scorched earth fuck the world mode. Is it possible? Because there's obviously there's no one, there's no way that anybody that works at that company doesn't realize the way this looks and all this other stuff. Maybe I mean no, maybe they don't care, maybe they're immune. But I'm starting to wonder, it's almost too it's like it's like they're giving us headlines. It's like they want the game to fail. I, I don't I don't know how else to really to describe it if they think that because this already game was the reception was terrible for it off the bat. So for them to continue to go through with these tone deaf changes, I feel like it, it's either they're so tone deaf that uh, you know they just don't get it, but part of me thinks that they might just be imploding from the inside. Like, is this sabotage? Is somebody? Is there a sleeper agent at Konami that is in in his own mind being like, "Yeah, we'll put this in. We'll we'll fucking take this company under, dude." Like <laughs> for what they did to my boss, yeah, go ahead, put in paid safe slots. Let's see. I mean, again, it will affect Konami's bottom line ultimately. I don't probably not. I don't know what this game is going to sell. I don't think it was going to sell well anyway. Uh, but I, I you look at this stuff and you go, what are they fucking thinking? It does, it literally <laughs> doesn't make sense. I mean, you say, like, yeah, all they care about is money. I guess they figure – but how many people are buying this? Maybe they figure enough people are going to buy this that the outrage is worth it. I mean, they must. That has to be the calculation if it's there's like, not something bigger going on.
3: It it's really crazy. is like shocking just how much konami does not give a fuck about the consumer in any capacity like you'd think after you know two or three years ago they started you know making dumb decisions like this It'd be like okay well they're definitely going to gain some negative pr from this and hopefully that'll influence no no they're they're spiraling down into making you pay ten dollars for more save slots and games like this isn't a fucking mmo come on buddy this is a survival game it's just, it's so <sighs> shocking, and it makes you, like, before I heard about this, I was thinking, what's the next step Konami's gonna take, and this is it, and now I'm wondering how are they, I know they're gonna find a way to push the bar, like, or to sink
1: even lower, and so I'm... Even when I saw this article, I was like, okay, like, maybe it'll be a dollar for a safe." slot. I was like, okay, I mean, I could yeah. still be outraged, but maybe it'll be a dollar. I was, like, even prepared, like, maybe it'll be five dollars, but when I saw the breakdown that it was essentially ten dollars... Like that's right, not even yeah. like that's not even like half poking the bear that's fucking taking the stick and sticking up the bear's ass, dude, like yeah exactly. so, but again, it's it must be calculated that like whatever dude, like yeah, we know Konami loves money, but I, I don't know, it just seems like such sabotage on a product that already most people I feel like aren't gonna buy, but may, I don't know it'll be really interesting to see the sales of this of, of this game, but um, I yeah. can't really think of anybody that I've talked to that has any interest just because the whole breakup with kojima from konami anyway was so public you know i mean if you're at all interested yeah. in the metal gear franchise do you know what i mean like i don't know i'm i'm sure there's some casual metal gear fans that maybe don't know but i feel like if you're at all somebody that in like enjoys it or even is half paying attention you know the story and you're probably like fuck fuck that company i'm not going to p- buy that anyway
2: yeah it already it already feels like a little bit of a cash in on the metal gear name in the first place and adding this into it is, I mean, just is just egregious. I think. Yeah. On top of that, because like I feel like the people who bought this game, presumably are like such hardcore Metal Gear fans <laughs> that they're ignoring the sort of the, all of the other circumstances around Konami. Um, I think save, charging for save slots is just it. It doesn't seem like good business to me. Like this just seems like It's definitely. Uh, right it seems seem like, like it seems like some someone you know running the business off a spreadsheet instead of sort of understanding like qualitatively what you would and wouldn't want to charge for you know but i guess on the other hand you know there uh-huh. is this uh this perverse 2018 argument that no you know no publicity is bad publicity like the fact True. that there are even articles getting written about this just maybe they're more... making more money. Like I Probably. don't know. That would be Probably. sick and disgusting, but it's possible that just the publicity <laughs> yeah. from these these like weird choices um and these anti consumer practices are actually making them more money. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, I don't think crazy. I mean I think in in the grand scheme of things, I would be surprised if any uh if any other company would be this brazen, like to try this, because I feel like you're you're potentially hamstringing your game right off the bat. Like this is this doesn't seem like the publicity you would want. If I was working no. on this game, this is like I wouldn't want to be reading articles like this about the thing I worked on. So of I course. really don't know. Like I'd love to be a fly on the wall in Konami and understand yeah. what drives, you know, this sort of monetization. Like I get if you want to do microtransactions, but like this is not a novel interesting way to do it this this yeah. is like very much the the definition of nickel and dime it gotcha. was interesting um donkey did a video on this uh which i thought great was really video. good but
1: it was really great and and uh, he thought he be sh- the, said the game was terrible gameplay is repetitive it's awful and uh but he, the point that he made that i thought was really interesting was like nobody asked for this obviously like nobody was asking for a fucking metal gear zombie game and the zombie the whole zombie thing it's like it's. He, he, I don't know what the years that it was at its height, but the whole zombie thing is played <laughs> out at this point. It really is. It's yeah. not zombies is not the thing anymore. Uh, it's a dying. It's a dying thing to add to to the game. So, I, like again, I, I don't know. Like, I think again, they they for sure are definitely trying to, to to cash in on the Metal Gear name, which they which they obviously own. But it just the way that they're going about it is just. So fucking backwards that I mean again it's not shocking yeah. but it's just they aren't they aren't helping themselves by any means uh for trying to sell more but um anyway so yeah so there you go so Konami just doing more Konami things I really will be interested to see the sales of this of this game whenever they get they get published um but we'll see um right. all right well we do have one more thing a little uh, addendum to that Katie do you want to talk about this I don't know if you added this yeah I added this I'll take it away
3: so. Yeah. Metal Gear, like you know, that was some wordy uh some that was some bad news, like objectively just shitty news. But this is just downright like weird and makes you really question like what is going on in that like company, like internally. How this happened. Yeah. So in Metal Gear Survive, you you choo- you make your character, you choose the name for your character, and uh in the next scene. It shows up in a cutscene like your name is on a clipboard, like in the Donkey video. It had like mm-hmm. all these names, and then you see like I think it was like Shit Dick Two Thousand just <laughs> on, on the list of names. Yeah. But uh, not even looking at that, if you look at the list of names there, and uh, I'll I'll drop a link in the the Twitch chat for it. But if you look at the the first letter of every last name on that list, or towards the bottom, it spells out KGP forever mm. and KGP or KJP KJ fuck KJP you can do it there you go <laughs> sorry boys yeah. which uh people have thought the is to say uh Kojima Kojima pro like they call Kojima productions Koji pro right and, and you know so yeah, people have, and that shows up multiple different times in the game, like when you yeah, so over, like the f-
1: the first screenshot I think that is linked in the article. You could kind of go, all right, that could just be coincidence, right? Like right, maybe looking into yeah. it. The second one though, when you read it from the bottom up, it's literally, like it doesn't seem like a mistake. It definitely seems like oh yeah, it seems you know, they, were, all. they were going for
3: it. But yes, he was deliberately like placed there when you look at the like the code names for your staff, like it spells out yeah. the same exact thing, and so <laughs> you really. really wonder like. How are there people working at Konami that like the, did this did they have to conspire to slide this spy and hope they didn't notice like or I'm they like, like
0: a like a big brother vibe off of this whole thing like it's yeah. like all the employees yeah. are under this oppressive regime, and this is their yeah. like secret code to fight <laughs> like, back and please
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah like the maybe the staff at Konami like who are like working on the game because you know people that worked on five are you know still working on you know. Uh, Metal Gear survive because they don't want to lose their like, job over this so they like you know what guys let's throw in this little message to encourage Kojima no one everyone shut their fucking mouths about this don't let Yoshida know like don't let you know he like goes by and like I don't know but yeah I just think it's it's really interesting I don't think we'll ever really get an
1: answer for this but yeah probably not not until who knows like not until they're not working there anymore and even then, it's probably NDAs out the Wazoo I don't know how that works in Japan Right, uh, again, yeah. culturally, too, like, dude, well, they never talk about it. I feel like it would be a lot less than it would be here in North America where people fucking blab no matter what the NDA is. So yeah, I think it's, it's a little bit different kind of a, different culturally. But, it is, but again, it goes back to my whole theory that maybe, like, what if this, like, you're saying that they don't want to lose their job, but what if the people that are still there that are like, all right, you know what, we're going to do one more thing for our for our leader. Like, you know what I mean? And they're sabotaging right, right. the franchise so like when they come into the room and it's like their employees are like, you know, we're going to do this. They're like, you know what? Don't even fight it, dude. It'll just, it'll kill. You know what? It'll be the last Metal Gear thing that they ever do. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, again, exactly, that's yeah. like, that's pretty crazy to think about. But when you see these little, um like you said, hidden messages, you're like, I mean, who knows what's going on in there?
2: The, right, the Konami Kojima stuff is such fertile ground for conspiracy theories. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah! yeah. yeah. Really I is. someone brought this up in chat, but I
3: cannot wait for the Konami documentary. Oh, dude! It's years like, Yeah. yeah, be be
2: awesome.
3: yeah. So good. Because like, exciting. This isn't like in Metal Gear Solid Five. They did something pretty similar where you could go to a certain location and there's a radio that actually played the, the stuff you'd hear on the radios in PT. It's like, a mm. reference to that game. And I'm like, oh, what cool. the fuck? That's Konami awesome. shift this? Like, referencing that thing everyone, like, is upset at them for? So it's... Right, right. It's, weird, wow. so. all right. Yeah, it's definitely... I, I think that was worth bringing up,
1: you know. Yeah, definitely. No, that, is, that is really interesting. So, um, alright. Well, moving from giant pieces of shit, Metal Gear Survive, and <laughs> the things that are actually uh, the opposite, uh, actually really quality products, um, Fortnite uh 3.00 version 3.00 has uh, has dropped. It was a big uh big update, uh, included a lot of a decent amount of changes, obviously t- cosmetics and stuff that you can get. Um they added uh, a hand cannon, they added a Deagle basically, which I really should I mean they added a Deagle and I still I haven't played the patch yet, but I-, I was obviously a huge fan of the Deagle in Counter-Strike.
2: You think pretty, I'd be it's pretty good that. too.
1: Yeah, I've seen some gameplay with it. It looks it looks pretty solid. Um but yeah, they've really uh it's 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 a, it's a huge patch and so far it seems like people are are enjoying it. You can take a look at uh there's a pretty lengthy post on the Epic Games uh website for that. Um but yeah, I, have you guys played the patch? Anybody played it any notable changes uh that you want to talk about beyond obviously the hand cannon, but
2: I haven't I haven't played it yet, but I um I've watched a little bit of it and also just I've read the patch notes. Um yeah. I think the the biggest thing that I think will affect me playing it is mm-hmm. just the uh like the improvements they've apparently made to building being able to build mm-hmm. structures so like when I was first playing it um you know cuz I've only, I've only played a handful of hours but one thing I noticed was there are just certain spots you can't build in and you're like it seems like I should be able to build in this spot mm-hmm. like why can I build in this other spot right next to it but not this one and it was like there were just these weird sort of like either um something structural was like blocking it and it was not super obvious that that was the case or just like there were just spots where you were like you thought you should be able to build there, and because you weren't, you were in this like couple seconds of confusion of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well then where am I gonna build instead um and it seems like now they've made that system a lot more liberal where uh like you can basically uh, i guess build through um certain like build through trees rocks cars um so pretty much like the building takes focus um over the structures on the map, which I think is sort of the um, the calling card of Fortnite in the first place that like everything on the map is destructible, yeah. basically, right. like except for the terrain itself, everything is destructible, all the houses, all the cars, all the rocks, if you can see it, you can destroy it, so I think it makes sense that you could build structures that would pretty much trash whatever you know whatever is in the way um so that seems like a good uh a yeah. good inclusion to me, and I'm looking forward to trying it,
1: yeah, so um again, Fortnite. <sighs> is the, uh, it's the ish right now. It's the ish on console. It's the ish on PC. Pretty much everybody that, uh, even on Twitch, it's, it's another, like, cause obviously we have battlegrounds, um, when it comes to the BR, uh, streamers, like, you know, the big ones, Dr. Disrespect Ninja, everybody's, everybody's playing Fortnite right now. So we'll see if that, I mean, I still see, uh, battlegrounds like occasionally, um, or PUBG in there, but I, I don't, Again, I, I just feel like it's, it's it's Fortnite all the time. And they seem like they're, so far, like the development is is pretty quick. And I haven't seen any massive missteps. I will be interested. I'm always, whenever we have these conversations, I'm always interested. I'm always excited. Not excited. That sounds uh, super negative. Like I look for failure. But I always am interested <laughs> to see. Remember, like when we were talking about PUBG earlier, we are like, couldn't they do any wrong? And then, <laughs> I mean,
2: obviously, <laughs> course, since then, there's uh, been a yeah, lot of missteps. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like
1: I think it's another example of right now they're riding really high. What's going to be? Because every, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Every pretty much. There's very few examples of of a big game like this uh, not having s- some issues or who knows somebody says something or they change something that people don't like. But they seem to be really in tune with the community. It'll be interesting to see what that first kind of misstep is going to be. Because it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's like going to destroy the game or anything. It's just. I wonder what it's going to be for Fortnite because right one, now it's. I think hard one to thing see. that
2: looks, um, I mean, if you're comparing the two and kind of looking at their trajectory, um, and then kind of the fact that they're competing for a little bit of the same mind share, yeah. Um, I think one thing that you're you're seeing a bit is just the fact that one game is put out by Epic Games and Epic Games has been making games for a, a long time, Very and true. they're making it on an engine that uh, they make, so they're pretty right. familiar with it. Like, that is the, I mean, I I think not to take anything away from the PUBG team, because I think they've made an incredible game as well, Um, and they sort of started with a lot fewer resources, and, you know, they've had to deal with growth and scaling um, on a level that, you know, most games never have to worry about. Um, But you look at Fortnite, and, like, the game runs like butter. Um, I think they've been able to move a lot more quickly, because they are like they already have resources ready to engage like epic games is a pretty decent sized company and you yep. saw like they trashed paragon and guess what i bet all those people are working on fortnite stuff now oh, sure. so yeah. it's like they've got people <laughs> to move right. around they've got resources they like i think they have been able to um pivot and turn like they've basically been able to cash in on this game's growth they've been able Absolutely. to keep up for the most part with its growth And I mean, just like look at these patch notes. This is detailed stuff. This is like they are—they are not slowing down on new content, improving the game. And so, like if I think if they can keep up this pace, I think they will probably continue to grow. Um, But also, you know, they're still—they're in the stage that PUBG was, let's say, you know, six months ago. They're in the honeymoon stage right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But so. but to be fair I mean like the game the game runs beautifully way like better there, than PUBG ever ran <laughs> I think that's yeah, the, that is sure. the biggest that that's is the, the biggest honestly the biggest point of comparison that I can see between the two games is like the gameplay itself yeah there are some similarities but like Fortnite is a very different art style very different you know the game's yeah. play out very differently the building mechanic like the games are very different um they're just competing for some of the same people's time because they have similar mechanics at their core. So, all else being equal, if you're not into like mm-hmm. the super hardcore simulation style that PUBG has, that Fortnite definitely does not have, like absolutely not. It is not that. It is not a simulation game. Um, but if you're just looking for like a battle royale game, you're probably right. going to pick the one that runs well and that like you don't have constant frame drops or crashing and, and, and as that's much as free, free by the way. True, true. <laughs> yeah. Free to play helps them a lot, but like yeah, even it if it wasn't free, just sure. the yeah. fact that like there are there are very few frustrations with the game itself. The right. game the, the the technical aspects of the game yeah. are not overshadowing the game itself. And I think that's something PUBG has struggled with for you know pretty much the whole time of its existence. So um you know, again, a little bit unfair to compare the two because Epic Games, they've made a game before <laughs> And PUBG, yeah, not. I mean, they're literally like, they're
1: using their own engine that they coded internally. So it's yeah. like, how do you? It's yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, and and they really, do, I mean, but again, we have to give them credit, man. Because I remember when it's it's just so funny because we talk about this stuff, and especially when we're doing a weekly podcast, it's like if you just chart our conver- I I can remember our conversations when Fortnite first came out, and we were like, oh, this is an interesting pivot, right? It's like everybody's jumping on the battle royale train they have this failing other game, you know, Fortnite that nobody gives a shit about that maybe would have been cool 5 years ago and they finally got it done. I mean, right now though, we're looking at the I said it I said it a couple weeks ago. We're looking at the greatest pivot in video game history. Yeah. to success. Yeah, I mean, I, sure, I don't I can't think of anything like they they and they made a great product too. It's not just like it's not they, they didn't just pivot and get off of the success of oh, it's a BR. It's like the reason it's successful is cuz it's really addictive and really well made. So, I don't know, it's, it's just true. crazy. I, I don't think anybody I definitely don't think anybody saw that that coming from just them being like okay we'll we'll jump into the arena and see see what we can do so pretty crazy um need to see the continued success and we'll and we'll interesting to see the first kind of big controversy around uh around the game if there is one um so, so we'll um,
2: that version three also yes. they apparently released sixty fps on console so yeah I mean, I'll give them uh, give them props for yeah. that as well
1: pretty solid dude. If you're uh, if you're playing, I mean, if you're playing Fortnite on console, uh, I'm so sorry. But hey, at least you can play at sixty. No, I mean, but again, like we talked about the fact that, like, sure, like a lot of younger kids and stuff playing on console and all that, like, you know, they don't have access to PCs, and it's definitely, especially in the previous conversation,
2: now they don't yeah. because of how expensive they are. Exactly. So that's I can't, I can't that's, make fun of people for sweet. console and, in this we environment.
1: We can't, dude. It is expensive, right now. So no, good on them. Um. And so I so I'm going to ask you a question that directly relates to all the conversation we just had about Fortnite cuz this is about PUBG. So moving on to the PUBG, the two big battle royale games, PUBG was the king. I think we're starting to say that like I don't know, Fortnite with it's it's player base on PC and console it seems to be larger than PUBG overall. Um but they both definitely still have uh, their distinct games. They still have a ton of uh the space uh is the announcement that they're delaying their next major update in order to combat cheating and ping issues, so basically performance, obviously not just game performance, but I mean, obviously ping affects how the game plays. Do you think this is a direct result or at least some of the pressure that Fortnite is applying when we just got done talking about how well the game runs, how it's not frustrating? really. I mean, I know there's cheaters occasionally, stuff like that, but they seem to be trying to address that. You don't run into a cheater all the time. Do you think that this decision by them to kind of delay and be like, all right, we gotta fix this stuff, these really basic things, is a result of that that Fortnite uh glow up? You uh, think?
0: I I certainly think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like you say, um, seeing Fortnite on Twitch is becoming so, so, so common. People are essentially changing their, their channel brands to fit Fortnite. Uh and I've never right. seen like people yeah. have such positive reactions. I meant to say this earlier, but like I don't think I've ever seen so many people have such a positive or a nonchalant mm. reaction to all the microtransactions that are in Fortnite. I mean, obviously, again, being a free game makes a big difference. Sure. But yeah. people's reactions to, like, looking at, a, like, a new skin that gets released in that game and then sure. immediately going, oh, sure. that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to buy that right now. Like, yeah. there's, no, like yeah. there's 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 like there was no hesitation on that. And the fact yeah. that Fortnite is able to introduce elements like that and capitalize on a market and everyone is – constantly pay, uh, praising more than anything it has to do with the the game style as well as its technical performance just the pace of the game being able to get into a game get right into some action get dropped in the first 10 players that die and get right back into another game without any hesitation or delay like that's the biggest thing i've been hearing from all this and it yeah. makes perfect sense to me that pubg corp is looking at that and saying like yeah like if someone drops out of one of our matches, it probably takes 15, 10 to 15 minutes to get back into you know a similar a similar state of action uh with how long looting takes in PUBG and just load times and how long the game right. takes to start up. So, I mean, if I were them from the from my perspective, I was like, yeah, I want to increase the pace of the game at least from a technical perspective. Um especially cuz they're just going to fall behind now. They have to fix all of these basic issues before they yeah. can try to catch up with Fortnite in the sense that you know, Fortnite is sort of creating its own—it's uh, its a—it's a, its own charm in the sense, like the way they were able to release different skins and everything like that. Uh, I think someone was pointing out, like they released a John Wick skin, like that. Even if you don't want to buy that skin, like that's hilarious. And it's, like, the, the right. game has is developing its own culture. Yeah,
2: that, no, they're not taking themselves yeah. too seriously. No, yeah, they're it's, not.
0: It's developing yeah. its own culture, and unfortunately for PUBG. Part of that culture is, man, this game runs so much better than our competition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very I true. Th- I don't necessarily think it's in response to like what Fortnite's doing. I, I think it's mostly, um, probably just a, it's a product of their success. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at PUBG over time, they've become so successful and especially like successful in China that now this cheating issue, um, has become, you know, a really popular topic. Um I haven't really seen it much myself but I mm. have seen a lot of people talking about it that like cheating is just absolutely rampant um mm. and like none of the stuff that they've done so far has really made a dent you know they've they've talked about like banning you know whatever a million plus cheaters or something um which is fine but it it doesn't seem like that's stopping the problem and again right. like you you will encounter the cheating issue more um, in a simulation-style game, because it's easier to cheat, frankly. Like you don't see cheating as much in games like Team Fortress Two or Overwatch, because not everything is hit scan. Um, so yeah, I think it's sure. like a it's a little bit of a product of the the game that PUBG ended up being, um, where the time to kill is very low, and a lot of the weapons are more or less hit scan weapons. Um, you know, mm-hmm. until you get it really long range. And so you're going to have a cheating problem if your game ends up being successful. So like, they're basically dealing with the problem that you know Counter Strike dealt with uh, more than a decade ago. But like, I mean, I'm sure Scott, you remember there was a time where you would go into you would go into a CS server and basically like. (laughs) You assume someone's cheating, right? Oh, like yeah, it's sure. just it cheating was so I still rampant <laughs> in Counter Strike. <laughs> I always assume it. Yeah. But like cheating was pedigree, cheating yeah. was just like it was it was almost part of the culture of the game that like you just assumed there was probably someone yeah. cheating if they were really, really good. And yeah, sure. uh, and I think PUBG is just like they're hitting that point. Um, where you can't it becomes such a big problem that you can't ignore it. Right. And uh, and if they're if they're saying kind of publicly that they they have to put other things on hold to address this. You know, I mean, like, I I kind of sympathize with them. Like, it's not a it's not a thing you want to devote resources to if you can help it. But mm. when it becomes a when it becomes probably the thing kind of taking over your subreddit and all of that, like, you kind of have to make hard choices and say, okay, well, I guess we got to find new ways to combat cheaters. Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. think like I don't think Fortnite will have that same problem because again, <clears throat> it's not as hit scan focused, and especially like you can't really. I guess you could like macro some building stuff. Um but anyone can do that. But like you can't cheat in the building stuff. Like that's right. just a thing that you have to make a decision as a human do you want to be building right. a certain thing. Um and so obviously like you could still get aimbots and that sort of thing. Uh but I just think it I think cheating in a game like that will be so much less prevalent um because like the time to kill is a lot higher in Fortnite and there are so many other aspects that aren't shooting a weapon, and immediately, you know, someone dies.
1: Yep. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah. So, I mean, definitely needed stuff for uh for PUBG. I think it makes a lot of sense, like you said, the reason that they're focusing on it. Um, it's also... I'm also curious, too. It's hard for me to... Like, I think for there was a while where there was a lot of people that were playing PUBG consistently, and they weren't switching to Fortnite because they were turned off by the cartoony style of it. And I remember saying... When I was playing it, I was like, the cartoon style, it doesn't, like the game, it's a different game. Yes, it's a lot faster, but you're not dealing with the camping. It's just so different than than Mm -hmm. PUBG. I think once people try it and switch over, they're going to like it. And I am seeing all these diehard PUBG people on my timeline all playing Fortnite now. Like, it's like everybody's playing it. And so I just have to wonder, it doesn't like, and we talked about like, yes, there's room in the space for both games because both are very different. Um, But I wonder the danger that battlegrounds has like, and again, they could never sell another copy of that game and already fucking everybody in that company could retire a million times over. Uh, So it's not really a matter it's, but it's more, we're talking about keeping the pace or or just even maintaining what they have now. I wonder if there's going to come a point where if this stuff doesn't get resolved as quickly as it should. And, you know, people have had a decent amount of patience and there's still a lot of work to be done on battlegrounds. That people who are already now they're playing Fortnite and now PUBG is just going to be an afterthought. Like it's going. To, I, okay, so here's the question. This is a cra This is relating to the next topic because you know we can't not talk about H1Z1 losing ninety one percent of its goddamn player base. Boys, you know we're going to talk <laughs> about that. But <laughs> is there a scenario that you can imagine that? And, and I, I think we're super far away from that, if 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 ever happening. Like, I don't think PUBG is ever going to lose 91% of its player base. But of PUBG losing a big bulk of its player base just because, you know, they're just, they can't update the game as quickly as as Fortnite can. Or do you think the games are different enough that you'll always have that diehard PUBG audience who like the sim aspect of it? I, I would say that you probably will. I don't think yeah. you're ever going to have an issue where, like, it's not having pretty pretty crazy numbers. But I think it's definitely I, I I when we talked about like is PUBG has PUBG finally peaked? I think because of Fortnite's existence, I think we've seen it. That's my opinion, at least. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've talked about it before, and, and Brandon's uh, expressed this uh, thought multiple times that the gameplay between the two is still like vastly different, um, where you do have one sort of simulation style sure. battle, and the other one's a very casual animated uh, version of the same genre that. Even like I think what you're seeing is that because PUBG was one of the uh, more complete, in a sense, uh, battle royale sure. games for a while, and it was sort yeah. of standing on its own on the, on this genre and dominating the scene, that you still have that audience that would have preferred something that was more like Fortnite, but Fortnite didn't exist yet, and now we're seeing like those people who would prefer that kind of game anyways transferring over to Fortnite, and you're still going to have that hardcore player base of people who in the first place enjoy the sure. sort of like the simulation type of battle. Like I don't think you're gonna see that same kind of player base loss. Cause I mean there's there's different H1Z1 had different issues than what PUBG is facing right now. And it's at least because of competition and not because of a lack of support. Yeah. So I don't think you're gonna see the same kind of loss whatsoever.
2: Yeah and every like every yeah. game is gonna they're gonna peak and then they're gonna come down sure. to kind of the the normal level. And I think as there was a while there where PUBG didn't really have any, you know, direct competition. Um, the way that Fortnite became pretty direct competition in terms of the concept, uh, I think that PUBG, like PUBG, was basically setting its own pace for months, right? So like, if it, I think it has peaked, but that's because at some point, like other things are going to come around that steal people's time away. But I think PUBG's challenge and and this is why i don't uh i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that they're sort of, you know, trying to combat cheating and taking, you know, uh a month a month to do that or something at this stage because i mean presumably they're trying to think about how do we make PUBG relevant for 5 to 10 years, you know, or more. Like right. how do sure. you make PUBG yeah. a property that is, you know, has a million players a few years from now? Um and cuz i assume, you know, they they want to make it a platform. Um, I think that is that is probably well served. That goal is well served by focusing on some of the structural issues they're dealing with right now, and they may take a, you know they may take some some losses to competitors like Fortnite and maybe other games that come along. That like Ying was saying, you know, there may just be people who are playing PUBG because they like battle royale, but actually prefer kind of a more fast paced, cartoony style game. And like when Fortnite came out, that's actually the game they really wanted. Um so I think PUBG will only face stiffer competition over time but I still think assuming they manage the game right and do and do you know mind these structural issues I think PUBG will safely be around for you know 5 plus years and that's ultimately what what you would want to secure if you're in PUBG's position like sure. you don't you don't yeah. care if you have 1.4 million players right now or 1.3 million players you care about how you know in 5 years do you have a million players or do you have 100,000 right. sure yeah that's a good point um so with with that with that said
1: uh, uh let's move on to the roasting portion of uh, of the cast. uh i mean this headline alone i mean we are like talking the, about this is the, like
2: the lawbreaker's portion it's like honorary, is. <laughs> honorary lawbreaker's is portion like of the, the cast
1: portion. um so i mean just this headline h1z1's player base has declined by 91% since oh. PUBG and Fortnite have taken over but i mean those are i mean it's pretty staggering so i, uh, numbers. I was not it, even
2: paying attention to like to H1Z1 yeah. cuz there was a yeah. time if you remember when PUBG came out that actually both games were growing like right. up until yeah, july true. up until july of last year uh like H1Z1 was still growing and so it was like okay cool PUBG is growing a lot but H one Z one is still growing, like because more people are interested in the space, the battle royale right. genre, um, they're just not, yeah. you know, they're not competing directly with PUBG for, you know, the crazy player base anymore. But since then, they have it has dove off a cliff. They are yeah, down, d- into, I mean, down into they're down into under that. under ten thousand players per day peak when they were at you know, somewhere they were peaking uh in july their highest peak looks like about 150k in in a 24-hour period that is just utter insanity like i did not realize Mm -hmm. they had i mean they they did a lawbreakers here yeah they really (laughs) did
0: they
2: They really did um Um,
1: and 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 part of you goes it's not totally their fault. And then party goes, it's totally their fault. I mean, one thing that we've, I know from just Pub or H1Z1, former H1Z1 players, I don't know if they ever load the game up anymore, but it was just like how frustrating it was, like feeling like just like a lot of the changes that they would, that H1Z1 would implement or take forever to, it just never, they never seemed to be able to get it right or get the timing right. And by the time a lot of the huge updates happened to the game, it was already too, like, PUBG had already started taking off, and people were like, all right, fuck, like, I'm over it. Screw this game. And so it's hard to say, like, if it's just a matter of, I, I think it's probably a mix of, like, inaction or just just not getting the updates or getting some of the changes out that they wanted. And also, I think it's just a matter of um, being dethroned by a, by a better game that was kind of, I mean, H1Z1's definitely arcadey. It's not as cartoony as Fortnite but it's definitely more akin to something like uh PUBG than it is, you know, Fortnite, obviously because of the building mechanics. And I, I just I don't know. It's 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 hard to say, but I mean, you go from 150,000, I guess that was their peak, down to oh my god,
2: dude. Like down to under under 10,000.
1: Under 10, under 10 like you said. Um, I think the
2: what you what you said brings up an interesting point that I think uh like with Fortnite, I look at kind of like the battle royale spectrum and you look at Fortnite; it's kind of on one end of that spectrum, where it it very much, and I think this is one of the reasons that uh, that the game has blown up, is like it really appeals to younger players, like younger kids. It's got kind of that Minecraft vibe. It's really cartoony. You know, the like costumes are funny. There's like a bunch yeah. of you know, there's a bunch of stuff that frankly like appeals to kids. Yeah, there's guns sure. in it, but like the guns are you know the guns might as yeah. well be like little air rifles or something um you know yeah. because it's all very cartoony there's no blood and then yeah. on the other, other on the other side of that spectrum you have PUBG which is you know pretty simulation um i don't know that it's like incredibly bloody <laughs> um but it's definitely you know you feel like you were killing other humans uh you know it's a pretty mature game yeah. i feel like h1z1 kind of finds itself in that sort of pinched middle spot it where middle. it's, it's like it's this arcadey yeah. game you know, so it kind of has like this f- more frantic gameplay that something like Fortnite has, but it's still like a really mature type of game where yeah. you know you're like you're they're real guns, you're like you're killing humans. You know, it's not it's not something you'd want to give to like a a middle schooler. Um, and so like I think that 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 is my most like the the best explanation I can come up with is basically they're getting squeezed on both sides because if you enjoy the simulation stuff. You're probably doing PUBG. If you enjoy something a little more arcadey, cartoony, you're doing Fortnite. And I'm not sure where that leaves H one Z one. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I I it is it absolutely is between it's in between. It's in between a rock and a hard place
1: and uh, I actually just tweeted because I'm feeling super savage at all the uh, all my awesome friends and subscribers who used to always play H1Z1. I just tweeted, them. I said, yo, I'm logging on, boys. Let's frag with a savage emoji. And then I linked them the article that said they lost 91% of their player base. <laughs> and uh, Josh uh, himself said, rest in peace. It was great while it lasted, but the devs' lack of pushing out updates killed the game. PUBG might be boring, but at least their devs do something. So again, that's something that I've heard a lot from people that played H1 was that, like, dude, it took them forever to ship updates and fix the stuff that was broken. And, I mean, there you go. So, I mean, with that's fine when there's no competition, and H1Z1 didn't have any competition for a really long time. And, oh, by the way, it's still in early access, uh, guys. Yes. Still that's, the, access.
0: that's the one thing I, as did, was, is the life, I was like, yeah, I had no idea this was still in early access. Oh, my it's God.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely crazy. So, um, there you go. But, um I mean I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're completely down and out. I mean they're no. they're basically they've they used to be a smaller game. Like these used to be normal numbers for them, you know, back before they blew up um like in mid 2016. So um it's you know it's probably a probably a, a shot on the chin um but you know they could always I think they could always come back and reclaim uh some of that stuff. I think we're probably going to yeah. be in a world especially as more Battle Royale kind of games come out, I feel like we're going to be in more of a flavor of the month kind of world where, you know, whoever drops the big patch or, you know, whichever one seems yeah. the most interesting at that time, like, people are going to gravitate to it and try it again. So I don't think any of these games is going to be down and out based on, you know, one thing here and one thing there. I think that it's going to be kind of that sustained that sustained update of content and and, like, you know, basically making sure the game... Uh, runs and plays well. And I feel like that's why Fortnite kind of has this leg up right now because that's like this, I mean, that game far and away is the winner if you're comparing all three of these from like a performance perspective. Like Fortnite is just, that's the only thing I can think about it. It's just, it runs beautifully. And Mm -hmm. I don't think you can, especially for like more casual players, younger players, that's a big deal. Like if your PC can't run PUBG or H1Z1 and you want to play Battle Royale, you're playing Fortnite. Because you can get 30 FPS, you know, on your older graphics card or something. Um, yep. And so, yeah, it's just, man, I don't know. I'll be curious what H1Z1 does to try and, you know, stem the bleeding.
1: Definitely. Um, all right, so we got a couple quick hits here to jump to. We had talked about Kingdom Come a little bit earlier. This is just a, a quick note, but um, they have, uh, apparently they sold um, 1 million copies of the game so far in less than two weeks, which is, I mean, that's, that's impressive. Awesome. That's really, yeah, that's really impressive, really cool. Um, I was reading some of the responses, and I, I didn't realize that this game actually—did we talk about the fact that this started out as a Kickstarter, and now they've sold a million copies? I I didn't realize um, that. So I didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah, someone said, uh, where was it? Um, that makes a lot of sense in context of you know. Yeah, the I've acting. seen so much, <laughs> so many positive responses out there from day one from Kickstarter to one million copies. So I didn't even realize that 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 this original idea was uh, was. Uh, I guess funded partially by by Kickstarter, so that's that's actually really cool. That's a pretty
2: impressive Kickstarter success story to sell one million copies in two
1: weeks. And no, I think I think it's cool. well deserved. The game. I think that's really, really
2: cool good. too. It's, uh, it's uh, I mean it's like it's a single player RPG, which I feel like is not exactly in vogue, you know, in, at this point in time. Like unless right. you're unless sure. you're Bethesda, you know, unless you're literally Oblivion yeah. or Skyrim, right. um, you know, I'd be worried about creating something where. You have you have this massive world and people are only gonna pay you once, you know, when you have to you have all this content in the game. Um so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a nice it's nice to see that like that that sort of game can still succeed. Right. Single player um, experience exclusively. Right? Yeah. No one yeah, like
1: right. none of that. So people are still value those experiences. I feel like sometimes You know, we always see, like, uh, EA and stuff is like, people are not interested in single-player only experiences. That's why we have to fucking sacrifice a decent campaign to have the team work on some fucking half-brained fucking terrible multiplayer. And then you're like, oh, my God, I fucking... How many times have we seen that? So, yeah, it is good just for that sake. Um not that EA is going to change its ways anytime soon, but
2: yeah, I was going to say, um, I think I think EA <laughs> EA has EA's biggest enemy in that fight is EA, exactly. Because I think not, I yeah. think that's probably true. People don't necessarily want to buy single player games only from EA.
1: From it's EA, good, for it's sure. good
2: to know that like that possibility is still out there. Um, mm-hmm. Except that I'm sure that I'm sure that Kingdom Come uh, sits, you know, on top of a graveyard of games like that 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 tried that, that to tried and got nowhere. So. Sure.
1: Um, all right. And then we have we've got one more quick hit I just wanted to address because we talked about uh loot box drop rates a bunch and it's been in the news the past couple months, especially in North America. Um and it turns out uh League of Legends, the boys over at Riot, they outline their odds of the hex tech chest retrieval um in their I don't know if it's in their terms of service or something like that, but they but you can actually look at what the what the drop rates are for the different things that you can get. Uh so the hex tech uh chest, you can get them uh, via like, I think from what I, I haven't played a bunch of League recently, but either like leveling up or doing challenges, you get them, um, or you can also buy them um, if you want to open more. But so there's, I'll just read you some of the stuff you can get. So there's a skin shard; it's a fifty percent chance. You can get a champion shard, which is twenty five percent. You can get an emote, a permanent emote, that's ten percent. Ward skin shard plus one hundred fifty bonus orange essence is eleven point five. And then a summoner icon shard plus 150 bonus orange essence is 3.5%. And um, there's also bonus drops. A gemstone you can get is 3.6 and a bonus chest plus key is 10%. So anyway, we, we talked about this being a pretty reasonable thing for companies to do. Like, I don't think it's ridiculous for, for to expect, like it'd be cool to see what the actual chances are of getting some of the stuff that you might want out of these things. But right, I guess took the initiative and decided to, to do it and, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt anything, right?
2: Well, and they, and they, I mean, League of Legends is out in China, so they have to, they have. That's to, true too. Yeah, know, I I It operates for China, you know. and it's possible. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, you don't, North you America. don't necessarily want to run like different versions of the game just for China if you can help it. So, <laughs> true. True. Uh, it probably behooves them to get up, get up front with this stuff. I think right. in in regard to you know other publishers. Like this just yeah. seems, especially since we've talked about like you know uh, legislators potentially getting involved and wanting to like regulate loot boxes, uh, this seems like the first sort of good faith thing that you sure. as a game company should be doing to try yeah. and avoid legislation. Is like you need right. to be you need to be transparent with the drop rates on you know your your loot right. box style stuff. That's exactly. just you just it's I think I think in the long term it just seems like good business even if it's not legally required exactly
1: yeah and then it gives even if like uh you know mike's saying in chat it's like if you're a gambler you don't care about what the odds are and that's true but at least it's like if they're written down you can also be like okay they're not i mean and not that they can't okay if you're super corrupt you could be you know phantom lurting the fuck out of stuff i suppose <laughs> but you know for the most part it's like okay these are written down these are the rates they're not going to change you know what i mean like it gives you i don't know maybe some sense of like you know like okay things aren't totally fixed or it's not changing depending on who's opening it or how much i spent you know it's it's good to know. Because again, a lot of that stuff, depending on what you're playing, you you, you never know. So yeah I, just or, I
2: mean also just from just from the perspective of like if you're a parent and your child is saying, like, I really want this one thing, you as a parent can look at that and say, like, okay, well what are the chances to get that? And what how much money do I think I'll probably have to spend to get them that thing? Like you can turn it more into a real world this is how much money I would have to probably pay for the thing that my, you know, my child wants and, right. uh, you know, like it's not, it's not all about just people gambling. It's like literally some of the stuff is frustrating because you have no idea as a consumer what it might take to get this thing that you would like because of the system is so opaque. Right. Exactly.
1: So anyway, uh, we'll see if that, uh, if that trend, um, like I, I want to see the fucking counter-strike global offensive crate drop rates yeah for nah, like, like i would no. i don't think valve is going to do it in a million fucking years unless they have to but i would love yeah. to see i mean i know that the i know it's in fucking insane i know it's so skewed like i mean how many blues <laughs> and purples have you fucking i know it's oh like yeah incredibly it's incredibly skewed um like th- 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 it's, it's super it, rare to get
3: anything good but right I think like knives like have to be less than 1% like oh for, th- sure.
0: Oh, for sure it
2: absolutely yeah. feels like that I think
0: so. I mean people have tried really to just... do uh like basically
2: do the uh, math sample, yeah, sample studies like the... and
0: extrapolate on, on yeah. the results that they get and yeah like, anyone that I've seen of those is like yeah it's like way less than 1% like, for sure like,
3: wow yeah. yeah okay and that actually surprised me the the drop for skin shards because like I wasn't really looking for the data I was looking for is like what kind of skins? Like the likelihood of what kind of skin you get? I guess if they're making it sound like it's just random draw because I've gotten uh, from the chests I've opened when I played League like a month or two ago is mm-hmm. like I got the SKT uh, Vein skin. I got mm-hmm. like uh, a couple like skins you can't get now, and I'm thinking, I mean, I I'm just that lucky, or like I mean, so I think you're that.
1: I think you're that lucky, dude. That's pretty good. It must be. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I we might have back in You week. keep buying so.
2: chests, man luck can't run out uh, exactly the going.
1: Um, well how about you take your incredibly good luck and take it into the incredibly uh good release section i don't know what that segue what was <laughs> yeah. take it away brother well, i'm it's assuming it's going to be incredibly yeah, I mean, good that's what i'm assuming but i do these three games the first one doesn't have me i mean well who knows maybe this yeah, is anticipated Go ahead. Yeah, it's
3: it's not a crazy week for games by any means. There's like nothing AAA coming out on PC. Yeah. So uh, I just want you do? to read the title
1: for this one. This is the title. Oh,
3: yeah. It's it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, in these dire circumstances, what do we do? We we scour the indie games for any yes. Yes. anything positive. So I found three games that look kind of worth looking out for uh, because they have some you know semblance of polish put into them. Which is much yeah, more than other indie games can say on Steam. So, this first game is called Helmet. It's spelled H E L L M U T. So, it's Helmet, the badass from hell.
1: I think you want to pronounce the... that Helmut. Helmut.
3: Like, I think it's a, oh, is it yeah, a dog? it's a dog.
1: It's a, it's a dog. I think it's a
3: Helmut. There you go. Okay. Well, there you I go. I
1: it, it, it is pixel art. So, uh, it's or pixel art right, yeah like that style so it's, it's hard to right
3: it's it's, it's to a stop. top-down shooter with like pixel art and really any further attempt like i have to make to describe this game to you it's literally entered the gungeon <laughs> like, <laughs> it is unashamedly enter the gungeon like you look at a few seconds of gameplay and it's like is this is a mod you know like right. um, <laughs> it's it's very it, it's like aggressively blatant but i mean it's With this kind of spin on it, you know, there's opportunities for people to like take their own spins on the formula. So, and this game doesn't look like I've seen other Enter the Gungeon ripoffs that are like they look like they're entirely composed in MS Paint. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is I mean, it's worth throwing on just for that alone. It's uh, so yeah, that comes out February 27th. Uh, first time game from a volcanic developer. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Rising Stars, I'm sure. so Might be the up. next
0: uh, PUBG. you know Yeah, their description Ooh. is like very, you can tell they're really trying to get, I really don't think they yeah. have much pride. Like, the, the very last paragraph of their description is look, you've read this far, so you must be interested. Just stick it on your Steam wish list and wait for a sale. <laughs> or take pity on the starving developer. <laughs> oh. My and buy God. food this week. <laughs> oh my oh, god. They're really oh, like, hey. God damn it. Please just buy it. Please our just game. buy it. <laughs>
3: yeah, last week we, we talked about the plight of the indie developer on Steam. We actually have indie yes. devs begging you to buy their game in their descriptions. <laughs> wow. wow. That's
2: new. I mean, I do just like the level of self awareness.
3: That is good. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're feeling generous, you could pick up Hellmut on February 27th. No word on the price yet, but how it goes for most indie games. Yeah. Uh, next up, this game actually looks pretty fun. This game is called Deep Rock Galactic. Mm-hmm. It's coming to early access February 28th. Uh, it's uh, first-time dev, but it's published by Coffee Stand Publishing, which has done Sanctum, Goat Simulator, Story by mm-hmm. My Uncle, so pretty a publisher you can put faith into it looks like. And it's a four-player co-op sci-fi FPS where it looks like you're going through, you're like mining this cave and you're trying to explore it and you're kind of freely uh, exploring by like mining walls and like yeah. exploring that way instead of it's like... procedurally generated
1: as well, which is always a bit of a yes. yeah. uh, red flag for me because I feel like that shit gets thrown around. I mean, yeah, ever since sure. No Man's Sky, <laughs> when we say procedurally generated, <laughs> I get a little bit scared. But no, I saw Autumn. Diction actually playing this yesterday or the day before. Oh, it actually okay. looked really cool. The art style was neat. Yeah, the whole... Like you're basically like my, like basically like breaking through the walls and going deeper and deeper, and finding right. like bunches of enemies and collecting stuff. It's, it looks kind of neat. Yeah, the art style looks really solid. It looks fun.
3: I mean, and hey, I want to read this little mm-hmm. excerpt from the <laughs> description here. Uh, by the way, on some of the reviews, like PC Gamer said, it was like one of the best games they've seen at PAX West, so mm-hmm. 2017. So it's not worth glossing over. Oh, I gotta find this. This hurts. some.
2: I don't know if this game reminds you of another game. Hmm. Is it? Uh, or were you gonna say Orion Dino Beatdown?
3: No, no, <laughs> worry,
2: no, no. Okay, because I What's actually, up? I this is unfair to this game, but a couple of these screenshots gave really? me an Orion Dino Beatdown vibe. Oh my, I think, okay. ju- I think, just because like there's this there's this one <laughs> screenshot that has like this lush gla- uh, grass environment. Yeah, and I then see and then a, sort of this like. I don't know what that thing is, but like a power station or something. It just reminded me of I see that, Dino yeah. Beatdown. I mean, Dino Beatdown wishes it looked this good. I know, I know. It's, it's unfair to this, uh, to this budding indie
3: game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, this quote here kind of brought back some PTSD APL. It said, the choice is yours, but proceed with caution. You don't want to stumble into an alien swarm.
1: Oh, oh boy.
3: I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. god. Four player yeah. sci fi alien. We gotta get the boys together. We gotta get Tomb. We gotta get Timmy. We gotta. Oh yeah. This
1: game looks actually like it would be a fun four player co op. We definitely should oh, play yeah. this. I'm really down. Let's do it. Yep. So
3: yeah, if you wanna jump on this game with your lads, it's gonna be uh, February 28th. No word on the price yet. You know, most of these games, you could probably find out the price if you just dig a little bit, like go on their Twitter and, like, I don't know, interrogate them. Because it's probably, I don't know why the fuck indie devs don't have their prices on their games. That's probably, I'd love to know about, you know, why that is. Anyways. Yeah. uh, This last game looks, I mean, at a glance, probably uh, the least exciting, but it's uh, it's called Rift Star Raiders. It's an online co op uh, top down arcade shooter which, uh, and it looks like kind of well-polished at sci-fi, and uh, I mean, these uh, online co-op games on Steam are, you know, kind of a a dice roll when you look at these, but this one actually looks like it's got a lot of polish into it. Uh, So, and that one also comes out February 28th, which...
1: uh, And hey, the recommended specs for the graphics card are an NVIDIA GTX 960, so all you uh, sad saps (laughs) who are trying to upgrade your video card and stuck with your 960s, 970s and below, uh, hey, listen, you know, you can pick up some of these indie games and really You know, flex your uh, video card muscle on these uh, less uh, power-hungry games. You know, it's not all bad. Yeah, I'm getting max (laughs) settings on Riftstar Raiders. (laughs) What game? Oh yeah, Riftstar.
3: Had to overclock it for this one, dude. I'm getting Uh, 200 FPS on Riftstar Raiders. (laughs) That's crazy. Is this what enlightenment feels like? Dude, that's how I fucking felt when I first actually got a gaming PC. Like it was a while yeah. ago, and when like Minecraft was like first starting. Oh yeah. First thing I did, I turn every single setting in that game down to low. I put draw distance on zero. I put on like the lowest resolution, and I look at the floor, and I'm like, dude, fourteen thousand FPS. I'm untouchable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the grass. I thought you were going to say totally the opposite. I thought you were like, yeah, I cranked everything up to max and I got like 100 and I felt like a god. No, you turned it all to low and put the odds in your favor. I love that. That's amazing. Oh,
3: no. Dude, for some reason, Minecraft, like, I still lag on that shit when I turn the
1: draw distance up on a 970. Yeah, I don't that's because it's it's rendering so much shit. Well, I, that would be right. more. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just super,
2: re- requires right. a lot the way it should it renders. All the anime mods you have installed oh that's true <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: every time i kill creep
3: i hear no that one might have to go that'll be tough to part with yeah oh that's that'll another thing too putting up all the tnt and just trying to like see if you can break your computer just like put down twenty thousand blocks of like tnt and just watch it crash yeah. yeah. something pretty fun about
0: that there's a minecraft parody in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we
3: got the Minecraft from Rift
1: Star Raiders, but <laughs> yeah, it comes out the twenty eighth
3: so all right,
1: all right, well, thank you for another banger of a uh quick hit or quick hit excuse me new release section. My goodness, Ooh. I don't know how I got those confused. Katie, <laughs> I appreciate that. We're gonna jump into the viewer questions here. We've got two. the first one comes from Jeff on uh Twitter. And he asks us, having recently been to a Monster Jam event, have you guys ever been to one yourself and or have you been interested? I would highly recommend it. Anybody? you just a for the Monster Jam Of course I've been to Monster say.
2: Jam. Yeah. Monster oh!
3: Jam. I'm
1: assuming yeah, I mean, that's it. where, like, the monster trucks drive around and crush stuff and do their, their tricks and, right? Is that a yeah. Monster Jam? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know why my mind went to like Monster Energy drinks, and I'm like, what the? Just like pouring it on each
2: other. Yeah. (laughs) What? What? Every time me and the boys get together, it's a Monster (laughs) Jam. Monster
1: Jam, dude. Yo, Monster Jam T-shirt contest. (laughs) I brought the
3: super soakers too, dude. Yo, wear your white tees. We're getting Monster Jam
0: tonight.
3: (laughs) Soaked green by the time you're done <laughs> they don't have water balloons that like monster balloons so oh my like, god like, oh, i need mean, someone to
1: that's <laughs> in my eye, bro.
3: <laughs> Alright, now that could be taken really out of context. <laughs>
1: oh, right in your bro.
3: Oh, oh, my oh what God. a throwback. The gay Taj. I just yeah, mind might have sick oh what a sick
2: I love the monster uh, jam. I've been to I've been to a few yeah. of them. Not I mean not nice. in many years, but yeah, they, when they would come through town, like I love I love monster trucks. They're super loud and yeah. you know. I want like it's just it's a it's a neat event i think it's something that i think kids like a lot and even mm-hmm. as an adult i think it's pretty cool like they're just loud awesome trucks what's not to like right. I, yeah I that's think, yeah go ahead no i've been to a few
3: before but only when i was like really little so mm-hmm. i remember enjoying it but i don't know if it's something i really like i probably get into it now but i i really can't say because like it's just been so long i just remember <clears> it. Like I'd probably be really more impressed by it now than I was as a kid. Cause like, yeah, it didn't really register to me. Like the, the pure destruction that was unfolding. I don't know. <laughs> I actually enjoyed <laughs> when the, the times when the people on bikes would come out and do tricks. Like
0: mm.
1: yeah, I think,
3: but yeah, I mean, yeah I've fun.
1: been, I've never been to a monster. Jam. I, I used to go, my dad used to take me to drag racing quite a bit. And I always liked drag racing. That was fun. But I know I would like a, a monster jam. I just never, ever went to one. Um, yeah, the concept I've, i guess i've like, watched stuff on jam tv is, but yeah sorry go ahead
0: the concept of monster jam is so foreign to me like i don't even i have no experience <laughs> oh, yeah, with that
1: whatsoever that seems like such an american thing actually now that, that, does that. is there anything more like, american than a monster unfolding destruction yeah <laughs> <laughs> drinking it's beer dude, drinking a bud getting hammered taking your top <laughs> off and <laughs> blowing in, in the air when the big you know Goliath theater or some shit comes out and he crushes the <laughs> Goliath,
3: you know, oh, dude, oh monster Jam's in Canada. They just all have leaf blowers and they're going wild. <laughs> I was gonna say, that would never. The carnage. Would yeah, never on, I would never
0: play it on my, on my tractor. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would actually, I would love to go. I just, I've never, uh, I've never been so.
2: I don't know if they I don't know if they happen Sunday. as often but like they used to come I mean they used to come through uh, in Texas like every single year. So, I mm. think I've been to like two or three of them. But I don't know. That's... I don't I've, I haven't heard of them coming through like the West Coast. so I don't know. Maybe it's just a Midwest thing. Mm. You know, for all the all the people that have lifted trucks and, you know, shotguns and stuff, like I don't know if that's the, <laughs> if that's the demographic and they just don't come to the coasts or not, but
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem as frequent. Um all right. Good question by by Jeff. And then our second question, our last one, is kind of a, I don't know, kind of an interesting one. It's from Darren Tweets, and he asks, or he, yeah, he, he just says, Katie's pregnant? With a question mark? Katie, would so, you like to respond to this? I'm, I'm definitely not pregnant. Okay. I, was there anything that you did recently that would make people think you said, that you possibly you Absolutely. So, like, no chance? No? Yeah, no chance at there, all? There's
3: really no chance. I, I made sure to take the necessary precautions. I, okay. I was told that they used protection, so I mean,
1: Oh, okay. okay.
3: Gotcha.
0: Well, all right. I don't really that's know good. if this is a reference. I mean, that. you did sit on a new toilet.
1: You were telling us about <laughs> that. Like, that's... Oh, that's
0: <laughs> right. It's true. Oh,
3: no.
1: Did you clean yeah, the dude. seat off, Katie? Oh, my God. You oh, I, every pregnant.
3: single time, dude.
1: Okay. You know, <laughs> when the poop hit the water and the backsplash came oh. up.
2: It's, it's over. Um, straight for the pill.
1: Uh, <laughs> such a such a
2: such a visceral reaction to that that I can tell Katie's serious. Yeah, definitely. I
1: yeah,
3: I, I, mean. I want no confusion about whether or not I'm pregnant on here. I
2: okay. have to nip
3: this
1: in the bud. Yes, absolutely. All right, well that's uh that's good. Well, I mean this would be uh this would be the part, guys. Now that we're done with the viewer questions, is that we would read the iTunes podcast review of the week, but. You know, not to lay a guilt trip on anyone, but... Uh, you obviously have one you guys more
2: chance.
1: We literally have one yeah. more chance to get a review in. So we now. would love... Or, now. Yeah, we would love to read as many reviews as we as we can on the final episode. So if, I mean, listen, if you're ever going to leave a review, I don't think you have a better opportunity to get on than you do next week, which is until we get when we go on that indefinite hiatus, the last episode for, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So uh, get on iTunes, give us the five stars, and leave a goddamn review. I mean, this thing Come might on, be... Who dude. knows? If we never pick the podcast up again, as it is right now, that's a piece of history, dude. You're going to have to be somebody's guide for 312 episodes. You know how much content, content that is? Some of these episodes are two and a half, three hours. Some Some of them are four. I mean, there is so much to digest. So I think leaving a bit of a breadcrumb trail maybe about like, Hey dude, some of these are my favorite episodes or Hey, you got a this moment was cool. I mean, who knows what you
2: can yeah, do. Yeah. Give us your favorite, like your favorite moments or, uh, or episodes in a review. I would love exactly. to, I'd love to reminisce with people that have maybe been listening for a while, but haven't like maybe haven't chatted or haven't left a review before. Uh, like it'd be cool to hear from, uh, you know, maybe like maybe audio listeners who, sure. Uh, who, well, that's true. You know, yeah. Show up to uh, the we cast live definitely talking
1: to the audio listeners here if you don't if you're not going to catch it live and even if you're not going to catch uh episode 312 live uh, yeah do it do it this week at some point
2: well, um, really before. catch episode 312 live
1: but please do yeah try try your absolute uh, absolute best um but yeah so uh as always it's uh you know it's been a blast uh the time has flown and we've Uh, pretty much discussed everything that is of relevance for your entire week. So again, uh, you are now informed and more, uh, and I almost said more smarter than you were before. (laughs) God damn it. And uh, more enlightened than you were before. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it as as much as we did. Of course, you can check out uh, KBMod, the website. Just go to www.kbmod.com. Check out the uh, occasional articles. Um, Check out the forums. Check out the community and content on there. You can follow KB Mod Gaming on Twitter at KB Mod Gaming. You can follow Katie Zen on Twitter at Katie Zen underscore. You can follow Yangity Yang at Yangity Yang or Bingity Bang
2: is his actual uh, alter ego <laughs> account on Twitter. He posts lots of very <laughs> interesting that's his private videos. that's his private account. You just he, yeah, he you accepts have, everyone, but right. you have to follow him first. So. exactly
0: yeah that's exactly. for that's for me those tweets are for me <laughs> for just reading for, just for
1: i am uh of course, at, at apl fisher and brandon is at volition v-o-l-1-t-i-o-n and uh like i said really stress hope to see you for episode 312 uh next week as uh, we will be going on an indefinite hiatus after that point and so um thanks as always uh for listening and uh like i said hope to see you guys next week Farewell.
3: Yata!